Hey everybody, this is Ruben with 5-Minute Warning. When I decided that I wanted to make a podcast of my own, I found Anchor. Let me tell you, Anchor is free. Free. F-R-E-E. That's what I'm talking about. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or your computer. You know what? Anchor sends my podcast out to me to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, so I ain't got to do it. Also, you can make money. I repeat, you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, look, that's what I did. Five-minute warner, almost at 100 episodes in. Get Anchor. Okay, students, this is your five-minute warning. I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown, happening right now. What's going on, everybody? It is 5-Minute Warning. I am Ruben Brown, and I'm glad that, you know, people are listening. Thank you. Um, First thing I want to do is let everybody know that this podcast is being recorded before the Super Bowl. So any type of um, comments or whatever made are not affected, you know, because of the Super Bowl. We're basically making predictions. So when I'm right, I'll look like Nostradamus and people want to give me a bunch of money. But, of course, I'm not by myself. Tuesday, I got AG in the house. How's it going, AG? Going well, man. What's up, y'all? Well, and you're never I mean, going to you be. Know, you're never going to be an Ashadamas, and no one's ever going to give you a dime. Just saying. I mean, true, but you know what? <laughs> it's okay to hope. It is okay Some, to hope. Sometimes there's and with no hope, hope. Nah, no, not really. With hope, everything <laughs> springs eternal. I think that's what they said. I'm not sure. Went all Shakespeare on me. Okay. Hey man, I got to do what I got to do. Yes, you do. So today we're going to talk a small bit about the Super Bowl because to be perfectly honest with you, I don't really care. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some other things. I will give you a glimpse into the life of Ruben Brown as he, as I talk in the third person, as he goes through something he's never gone through before, but we'll say that for later. But I think that AG has some comments about some of the stuff I talked about last week. So we're going to revisit those couple things because he wanted to get a word in, and I'm cool with that. Um, So last week we talked about the situation between Joe Rogan and Stephen A. Smith with the UFC fight Conor McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone, which was 40 minutes of terrible. Um, 40 seconds. And that's 40 seconds, excuse me, 40 seconds of terrible. Um, and my point is, I think Stephen A. Smith is right. I mean, there's nothing good in MMA when you're, your lead bout that you watch all these other fights to see is 40 seconds. To me, that's crazy. I think that damages the sport because, I mean, I'm not saying I want to see five rounds. I want to see more than 40 seconds. <laughs> and Stephen A. Smith was like, you know, with all this hype and stuff, 
it was very disappointing. Like, you know, my friend paid for it. My friends paid for it, so that's awesome. I feel bad for them because that's the fight they wanted to see, and we had to watch 40 seconds of hot garbage. But I, I mean, was it, was it really hot garbage? I mean, 40 seconds uh, is hot garbage. No, 40 seconds is 40 seconds. 40 second behind women is a 40 second behind women. It looked like a good fight to me. Man. It just only lasted 40 seconds. I mean, you got it. flew in. He flew in with a kick that he missed. And Cerrone was like, okay. Next thing you know, I think McGregor threw another punch that he kind of hit him with. Then they end up in the clinch. Okay. And McGregor hits him with his shoulder to his face or to his chin or whatever. Okay. Twice, which apparently hurt his orbital bone. Right. Which also, air quote, stunned him. And it's... then McGregor hit with a couple more and it was over. Wait, 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 now, wait, wait. Back up. How are you going to say crushing somebody's orbital bone is a finger quotes anything? That hurts. I mean, they, they said that he hurt his orbital bone. I say, what was he doing there in the first place? Well, you also said you're Nostradamus, too, so guess what? I mean, you Your do credibility hey, man, right now. Is, man. But, but <sighs> no, nah, man, that, that 40 seconds of hard garbage, man. At 170 pounds, yeah. McGregor, neither one made 170 pounds, which is fine. Right. As long as they don't go over, it's okay. I can't see. I already can't see now. Nah. You know, you sound like a grumpy old man. I was about to say, I ain't never heard nobody you. make the beach sound like such a horrible place. Man, <laughs> man I've been a grumpy old man about the beach for a very long time. Uh, yeah, apparently you're a pro. Yo, it's not It's not for me. I mean, that don't mean I won't go, but it just means that if I'm going, I'm not going by myself, and it's multiple friends. It's not just, hey, you want to go hang at the beach? Just up? Nah, man. Nah, I'm not saying we got to have a party out there, but it's got to be more than like four people. Okay. I might be able to tolerate that. Yeah. Understood. I mean, you could social distance at the beach and, you know, you can look at, you know, um, there's some people watching at the beach. I mean, that's pretty cool. But I mean, other than that, like sitting there and just laying in the sun and going to sleep, man, I can lay in, the, I can lay in my bed and go to sleep and it's more comfortable. I'm just amazed that we're still talking about how much you hate the beach. Hey, man. This, this is, ain't weed. This is, this is a him segment right here. He just, oh. he owned this. <laughs> I just, I just, I just had never heard anyone say they hated the sand, but I mean, I didn't expect him to go on all the other things he hated about the beach. I just I don't get say, it. I, you know, put your toes in the sand feels pretty good, you know. Nah. No? Nah, okay. man. It's just, yeah. Just not my thing. So we won't talk about the beach anymore because clearly I've talked about it long enough, jerks. And why are we jerks when you're being a jerk to the beach? The beach never did anything to you, bro. Actually, you're right. It hasn't. It's just I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> I'm just not, man. It's, you know, jellyfish and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. So let's talk about something else. I ain't dead all day, drama queen. Get it over with. Yeah, that's about it. About the show's about to be over, ladies and gentlemen. I can't think of anything else. No, I'm stop. Um, so <laughs> really, I mean, you know, I, 
I'm hey, Mo, whose man's is that? <laughs> <laughs> wow, really? That's ah. what I get. I get that. Uh, yeah, AG man, get your man's man, get your man. Nah, no, nah. he's gonna. He's my cousin. And I don't think he's my man's. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, one. Ruben. Yeah, whatever. I hate y'all guys, man. <laughs> Why are y'all on the show with me? Ah, uh, because you asked us to be. Really, that's true. I mean, yeah, because you know when you have conversation with yourself, doing your own show by yourself, it's cool for a while. But when you start talking to yourself and third and first and third person then they think you need to you know get some help so i figure i'll just talk to other people but we're not going to do a speed round today because we got a couple articles that i think we can you know de- delve a little bit deeper into and then let's okay let's be real a couple of them we can delve a little deeper into the other ones you know i'm kind of interested we got some new segments today we got Moby segment coming up later today you know, the top five is going to be awesome. So let's go ahead and get started. And, you know, I would say raise your hand if you're a big Batman guy, person, excuse me. If you're a big Batman person, Batman anime series, possibly one of the best cartoons ever on television from the first season to like the second to the last season, because that last season was trash. Um, but more importantly, the movies were dope. Sub-Zero, the movie was dope. The Batman Beyond was dope. But more importantly, Waze has decided, how cool would it be you have all these people tell you directions? How about Batman give you directions? First of all, I think if Batman was giving me directions to like a store or something, it'd probably have some really derogatory things to say or just be like trying to make me sound stupid um but kevin conroy the voice of um batman himself is lending his voice to ways and basically batman will be giving you directions um on september 21st which is batman day you can you can either have batman give you directions or the riddler first of all who gives a flying two fists about the riddler like nobody cares about the riddler they made a horrible uh, movie. No, that's nah, not man. true. They made a horrible movie with the Riddler. I mean, come on, Jim Carrey couldn't be the Riddler. That movie was horrible. It was. I thought it was pretty good. No, I think you're riding by yourself on this one, Ag. I mean, I don't know. Bit Mo B might join you, but I can't. That movie was terrible. Uh, what was it? Bat- Batman and Robin: Adventures of Batman and Robin, or something? With that's the ones with the with him and Poison Ivy, who was Uma Thurman, and then. Right. The bat suits had nipples. Nah, nah, I can't roll with that. Okay. Huh? Well, I don't recall leaving the movie going. It was horrible. But then, you know, I'm not, you know, I was just enjoying the film. I, you know. I mean, Moby, you got to break this up. I mean, look, man, I don't even remember seeing that movie, so. <laughs> I ain't got it nothing to add. Because that movie also had Alicia Silverstone's Batgirl, right? Yes. It was uh, o- O'Donnell or O'Connell. Yeah, it was it was um, Chris O'Donnell, right? And it right, was right. George Clooney, right? Which it's a fair statement that George Clooney is the worst Batman ever. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I really was a fan of um, Ben Affleck, but you know, I have never heard anybody say that because I thought he was a good Batman, but no one ever said that. I was a fan of. Him. 
I mean, I thought Val Kilmer was better. I, of course, Michael Keaton. You know, they call him the, the Goat Batman. Except that, let's just be real. Batman Returns was a horrible movie. The Penguin, Danny DeVito, he became a real pig. Nah, man, that movie was horrible. But it wasn't even that that made it horrible. Cat Michelle Pfeiffer couldn't save the movie as Catwoman. Come on, man. They had jetpacks or bombs, rather, on penguins. I can't. That's, that's, <laughs> but that is diabolical, though. That's it's so hokey. That is no, so hokey. No, man. Hold on, man. Where in the blue heaven did he get penguins for Gotham City? Where in the blue heavens does any of those superheroes get anything? I mean, I'm just saying, though. I want to know where they get their resources from. I'm just, you know. Well, Ben Affleck told you that in the Justice League movie. He's like, what's just when Flash asked him what's superpower? He's like, I'm rich. I'm I'm not talking about Batman. I'm talking about all the other ones. Nah, I don't know. Well, Coppola did own the the nightclub. So I assume he has some cash. Now, why he wasted a whole bunch of penguins, that I don't know. But... (laughs) I mean, that movie was terrible. You know, people are like, oh, the movie was good. No, that movie was terrible. Well, I will say this. We still haven't really talked about the Waze app yet, but before we actually talk about it, uh, Bulov and I watched The Joker uh, last week. Man, that was amazing. Wa- uh, Joaquin Phoenix killed it. I'm like, dang. Play. I haven't watched it. Dude. I've resisted it's... watching it. Why? I don't know. Well, you I need to get over yourself, because that's good. I guess because I really don't care about the Joker. I like seeing a movie about the Joker. It's not my thing. Okay. Well, I'm just saying it's a really good film. I was impressed. Moby, you see it? No, I haven't seen it. Do you want to see it? I mean, I've been interested to see it because I've heard he did such a, a, a amazing job on portrayal of Joker. And, I mean, look, out of all the DC things, anything related to Batman is literally about the only thing that I might give some time to but and that's weird because i'm not really a fan of batman but i will honestly say the stories around batman tend to be the best for dc so kind of stuck with it that's fair that's fair um but as far as his ways app goes i mean literally i mean the article is like one paragraph um so a couple other features like I don't use Waze a lot before I understand the last time I use it you are like the little ghost the white ghost thing which is their logo or something and that's how you move so you get to be you can change it to um, the Batmobile or I mean the Riddler has a Riddler racer once again I don't know anything about that um, you can do that and then apparently you can access superhero, DC superhero, supervillain themed Spotify list. So, like, if you clicked on uh, Mr. Freeze, you'll probably get a whole bunch of Let It Snow music or whatever. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah, no. No? Uh, not for me. You don't think that's novel? Come on, man. I mean, I think that's cliche. I think that's whatever. But. You know, it's Batman Day, so a whole bunch of people are going to use it. I'm just not going to be one. I don't use Waze. So. But I thought you did. I remember when we uh, we had a family gathering, and um, you and Michael were telling me that uh, Waze is really good. I used Waze when I was in Florida on vacation last year, and okay. it turned me around, like, so much. 
you know. Oh, I thought it was pretty accurate. I don't know. I use Apple Maps, so. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But can, can I ask a question? Yeah, sure. Is it common knowledge that September 21st is Batman Day? Um, Because until, com- until you should send me this article, I had never even heard of that. And I learned something. Am I the only one that thinks this is a complete waste of time? Like, Are, are, are there really that many Batman fans that are going to be like, oh, crap, I can get Batman to give me directions. This is the most amazing thing ever. Nope. I mean, Dude, you'd be amazed. You'd be amazed. I mean, yeah. I'm a Star Wars fan, and we have May the Fourth, and that that blew my mind when I figured that one out. So, yes, to answer your question, yes. yeah, May the Fourth be with you, huh? Uh, uh. Yeah. See, that's cold blooded, man. Why you, man? Gotta... We already know how I feel about Star Wars, man. We don't need you to keep your, hey, man. You know, this ain't about your feelings. I mean, I'm just saying this though. I mean, you know I what? feel like I feel like the popularity surrounding that should give more enthusiasm than this. I mean, but no, Batman. Especially in the comic book world, Batman Day is a big deal. Um, so yeah, in the day, real world, Star Wars well, is a big deal. So, yeah. well, no, <laughs> thank but, you, Moby. But thank Bat- you. But Batman is a big day. Is a big day. Batman Day is a big day because I guarantee you, like, like TBS and all them, somebody's showing all those horrible Batman movies all day. But when did that start, man? Like, I've never heard. I've never it's heard been, of this day. There's been a Batman Day for for at least a decade. Seriously. At least a decade, probably longer. So you and the seven other people that know about it, great. But I mean, Man, you <laughs> again, I'm gonna go with AG. You'd be surprised. You're right. I, I'd be surprised. It might be at least ten of y'all. Man, wow. <laughs> First of all, I don't celebrate crap. I know about it, cause, but I don't care enough about it. But when it's all said and done, man, I mean, they have comic cons, man. All those people know about it, so you can sit here and and dismiss it all you want I I know about Comic Con and I didn't know about this yeah but here's the thing if you're dressing up as a character at a Comic Con you probably know about Batman Day okay I mean I can't can't argue with you so I mean yeah I mean I'm just saying unfortunately it is popular I'm just I don't I just don't care about it Okay, I mean, as long as it's real popular, because like when you sent this article, I'm like, are we really gonna waste time talking about Batman Day on Wave? Like, it's a big deal, man. For some people, it is a big deal. Well, I don't want to offend any of those uh, lame people, so I will. Wow, really? Backhanded, backhanded. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to offend any of those lame people that's jacked up. (laughs) This guy. Hey man, he was he he wasn't here last week, so he's saving it all up, buddy. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so we're gonna go from stuff that grown children pay attention to to unfortunate situation with young children. You know, with all the police stuff going on in the world, the last thing that you want to see is a Boston police, uh, ex Boston police union president charged with raping children like first of all I'm just going to be real about it scum on earth because if you got to touch children you're the scum of the earth because children can't defend themselves for real you know and you manipulate a trust of a child man there's a special place in Hades for you and you know, from what I understand, the people in jail don't like those people. Like, you mess with kids and old people, 
yeah, you you can cancel Christmas when you get there. Everybody finds out. But then for this dude to be a former head of police union, I mean, he faces 16 new charges in that accusation that he has sexually assaulted and abused four four more children. Actually, more started children. with a, he started with a uh, family member. Yeah. That blew my mind. I was like, holy cow. Yeah, it's a special place in Hades for this dude, man. I mean, not wrong there. Yeah, I mean, allegation is second, a young relative starting when she was seven. Starting when she was seven. Really, dude? So that lets me know it happened more than once when you say starting. Yo, man. It's just, like, this is just some disgusting stuff, man. It just really is. You know, 11 counts of child rape, five counts of indecent assault and battery of a child under 14. Like, like I said, man, it's something, the mental, like, I, I don't get it, man. You know, I don't get it. And, eh, like, you know, they say and he swore oath to protect victims from harm. Instead, he was preying on and harming our most vulnerable and innocent young children. Yo, this is, this is a Criminal's Minds episode already written, but, you know. Oh, but I, you know, I appreciate the judge though, because they raised his bail from two hundred fifty thousand to two hundred seventy thousand, extra twenty thousand. Good job, judge. What the f, man. Like, I thought somebody like that would get something north of a million. I don't know. I mean, like she kept her place at. He must wear a GPS monitor, surrender his passport, surrender any firearms, as well as license to carry. Have no super unsupervised conduct with any child under 16 and stay away and have no contact with the victims. So he's under house arrest, but he can still go to Walmart. I mean, it's just, dude, like, you should. WP. I mean, yeah, but I don't even think that, I don't even think white people like it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what they like. There's no way in the world a black person of, of, uh, in the in this at the same level in their job or this particular job could have that kind of freedom in his captivity. No way. Yeah, especially raising his bill twenty thousand dollars. Ooh, thanks a lot. Like I said, I thought it would be north of a million based on who he is and what he did. Yeah. I thought it would be north of a million. Just SVU to make sure you don't go that. anywhere. Well, just saying man. It's it's a little bit of privilege here. Sixty six years old. Yes, sir. Castrate. Moby Jump in here. I mean, call me, you know, the ultimate cynic, but this isn't really news to me. I mean, are we surprised that men in power have taken advantage of that power and done terrible things? I mean, and I see what y'all are saying about the, the bail. I mean, yeah, you're right. I, I do believe there's plenty of WP involved. But I mean, in all fairness, I wanna I wanna try to be like, hey, you know, innocent until proven guilty. It just it don't look good. So I think it was just a bad look to let this guy go off on his own, you know, but with his freedoms, pretty much. Yeah, he has a a monitor, but I mean, yeah, there's no way on any other context that if this was me, I would not have a bail. I would just be in there. Yep. 
And I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's just sad that a story like this can come out. And as I read it, I didn't feel any any shock and awe. I was just like, oh, okay, yeah. Another another child molester put himself in a position, the perfect position to be able to prey on, you know, people who had no way of defending themselves. And then the fact that he had a badge and had such a high position, I mean, even people in his own family probably thought, who am I going to tell? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then it's just, yeah. Like, yeah, Boston, you, you messed up on this one. I mean, look, man, in all fairness, I can't say Boston messed up on it other than the fact that they let this guy have, you know, a $270,000 bail. But, I mean, it's been proven that, you know, people always say, how did we miss this? But it's been proven that people who are, you know, sexual predators of children, I mean, they're really good at their face game, man. People, it's always like, I never would have thought that person would do it. So, I mean just with him having a badge and being head of the union and I mean nobody ever would have suspected this guy I don't I don't know if anybody is to blame for other than the fact that you know it's just him he's the blame well but I guess what I'm saying is that they had an opportunity to send a message and they failed because why does dude have like why is he why does he get bailed like really you're gonna, you're basically, oh, we're gonna slap a GPS monitor on. You know what? I'm gonna slap, I'm gonna slap this Apple Watch on him. So like, you know, we can tell where he is and he can monitor his steps and his text messages. Come on, man. It's just like, there's no way this dude should be free. But this is the problem when the people that are charged with the task of holding people accountable are also the people that have to work with you. I mean, a prosecutor had to actually ask for, you know, a bail to be set. And it didn't sound like this pro- prosecutor was like, we want the person to be held without bail. Because even though this this guy is a former police officer, I'm sure he still has plenty of friends on the force. And the prosecution is like, hey, we still need to be able to work with the police. That's what the, the system is flawed, man. I mean, that's that's just what it is. The system is flawed. Yeah. And it's sad, you know, because, and I mean, this is one of those times where, I mean, should I, should I even go into the fact that the judge was a woman? I mean, not because I feel like as I felt like she should have made a statement, but I also understand what you're saying will be to the fact, whereas, you know, she's like, well, you know, I got to live here, man, come on, dude, just this dude mess with kids yeah like yeah but you you keep saying this dude mess with kids and I mean look we gotta do this with everybody man there still has to be a presumption of innocence until proven guilty I mean look I'm not saying I don't think he did it cause I mean it's it it looked too bad to say that but you still gotta at least give the presumption of innocence And, and if I'm gonna ask for black people to receive that you know presumption of innocence that we never get I'm I'm sure as hell going to at least try to, you know, be even-handed about that. Well, you know, and that's fair, but at least try. $20,000, really? Like, you, you if you'd have went to $500,000, at least I probably would have been like, they, they tried. $20,000? And they only got to put up, what, 10%? I mean, the house already, you know, he probably put up his house. And, I mean, it's just, to me, it's just dumb. And it's just, it's annoying. And 
you know, I feel like at the very least, this whole system in Boston just took an L because I understand the presumption of innocence, but I feel like if we were to honestly look back in other cases, regardless of white, black, Puerto Rican, or Asian, I feel like we would see some no bails, some high bails, but because he used to be a cop, he gets, you know, he gets the Apple Watch slap on the wrist. And what he takes so what he takes his um, passport. I mean, come on, man. He ain't going to no country. I don't know. It just annoys me. And that's why I want to talk about it. Cause it's I feel like, you know, this is this is some of the stuff that we need to be talking about as a as a as a country or a city or whatever. Cause this should not have happened. Regardless. So anybody else? No, y'all said it all. I'm just, you know, I still say it's a lot of privilege here. And I'll say what I said last week. I think it was last week. Um, It's hard, especially in law enforcement, within the group, if you belong to the group, within the group, to stand up to wrongdoing. Because the wave is too strong. It's just like if you one dude or one one woman, y'all foul. You're going to pay for that. Just like like Moby was saying, you got to work with these people. (laughs) And that matters. So I got to believe that flawed system, a lot of the flaws are because of something like that, you know, because basically one of your own is in there. And so you almost can't help the emotional attachment and the, you know, the vocational attachment to give such a light, you know, not sentence, but, but it's just a light. Like you said, Apple Watch punishment. That's a lot of freedom to have when you're, you know, and, you know, been charged with such uh, heinous crimes. Yeah. So again, you know, I think it's privilege, you know, coming and going. It's all sorts of privilege happening here. Not just white, but just a lot. So that's all I got. Cool. Cool. Well, let's move away from that negative part about children. And we're going to go to a new segment that we have. Dun, da, da, da. International incidents, a.k.a. this week in Florida. Country stops in Georgia, man. Country stops in Georgia. There it is. I love it. That never gets old. So, all right. I, you know, once again, to my to my listeners in Florida, I don't apologize for this segment. Y'all know where y'all live. I need y'all to get it together. I just need y'all to get it together, man. Because what you say, boy? Y'all know where y'all live. <laughs> I mean, yo, man, y'all just need to get it together. I don't know how y'all gonna do it, but y'all need to get this together, man. This is crazy. So, stat. There are now more law enforcement officers in Florida's K-12 schools than there are nurses. What? Well, before we get started, to be fair, usually it's only like one or two nurses. I was, I was just about to say that, man. Look, I was in Portion Public Schools, man. We had one nurse three security guards. So, I mean, that ain't just an exclusive Florida thing. Well, <laughs> and, and I know you would say that, hence why I have numbers. So, the school nurses, there are 2,286 school nurses in Florida. That does not mean there are 2,000 schools in Florida. I would probably say the number of schools in Florida is somewhere around 1,100. So, 
you're probably rocking two, depending on the size of the school, maybe three, and some have one. That's fair. There are 3,650 police officers working in Florida schools. So that's, let's just, let's take that 1,100 number. That's just what it is. Um, I mean, that's just what we're, we're going to assume that. Because it didn't give me how many numbers were in the schools. So that's three cops to school. Okay. And that doesn't sound like much when you do it that way. However, the number of police officers at school is more than double the number of school social workers at 1,400 and school psychologists at 1,400. So basically, there's probably at least one social worker and one school psychologist in every school. So basically, you're looking, it takes the social workers and the school psychologists and the nurses basically to barely equal the amount of cops in school. Probably about a little bit, about six, seven hundred. That's craziness. And then on top of all that, and that's, you know, some people would be like, well, you know, Miami-Dade County, I got it. You, you might need some cops there. I mean, I ain't never been. I just heard it ain't the greatest school to go to. But hey, a lot of football players came from there. Um, but yo, man, here's the thing that kills me about this. And this is the reason why I wanted to bring it up. Of course, in schools, you got police there. They're going to arrest some people. You know, whether there's drugs in the locker, whether there's firearms in the locker, whatever. They arrested 345 elementary age kids, including an arrest of a five-year-old and five arrests of six-year-olds. Hold on, dog. We are we putting five-year-olds in cuffs? Now, I don't know about anybody else. And maybe I'm just wrong in this. I just feel like the drug trade in elementary schools is kind of low. I could be wrong, but I just feel like it's kind of low. And basically they're saying that some of these people got arrested um, through, you know, fighting teachers. First of all, if you're five, you're five or six and you're fighting your teacher, that's crazy. Number two, I understand teachers can't necessarily fight back. I get that too. But come on, man. Do, do we have to slap cuffs on 345 kids? Like elementary school kids. We got to slap cups on them? Well, it, I don't know, man. It's, it's been years and years and years since I've been in elementary school as a student. And when I was there, I don't know, man. The, the, the principal had enough intimidation for me not to do jack. But things have changed since then. No, I'm, I'm saying we also got to be fair. Back when we were in school... You know, basically, parents were just like, yeah, you can paddle my kid. Really? What, you just giving the right for this adult that I don't really know to hit me with a paddle? What kind of stuff is this? You know? But yeah, they had the ability to do that back then. And some teachers did that. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I ain't never got the paddle in school. But I mean, you know, back then, parents could do that. Teachers could do that. And it was whatever. You know, now they can't touch kids. You know, well, that's kind of where I was going, because I feel like 
if I was okay, if I was a kid now, I'm like, like you you said this in jest, but real talk, I'm thinking that the drug trade exists at that age. I think a lot of things go down at that age. Five to eight, dude. Okay, Mm. (laughs) man, Mm. you can. By and large, you're probably right, but that's just by and large. Now, it, it, again, if your hands are tied as an adult, you only have one recourse for order. And I'm not saying it's supposed to be that way. I'm not saying it's warranted every time. But what I am saying is if a kid is handing you your lunch every day and you can't retaliate in any way, are you going to call the parents and the parents don't care? What are you going to do then? You're going to call your, your, your superior and they can't do anything either besides what you just did? And even if you do get the parent in there, sometimes they just as belligerent as the kids. Come on, man. I dated a teacher. I know what that's like. So it's like if if you don't have any recourse, this is your last bastion of hope. The police. Why do you think there's three cops per school? And that's what I was trying to get at. The other thing I was trying to get at before was when we when we were growing up, there were no cops. I had cops in high school. There were like two or three cops in high school for me. Uh, well, for me, there were none. So I'm like, but not in elementary school. Well, I'm just saying. I'm trying to learn my ABCs, dog. I ain't trying to get dude, in fight. This is 2020. Things Clearly. are different. That's all I'm saying. You have to take it in consideration. Things are different, and all the things you don't think are happening, they might be. I, you know, I'm just saying. So you know, I it's mean, Moby's turn. Come on, man. I mean, look, man. This problem didn't just happen overnight, and I think. Ruben, the way you're looking at it is you're looking at it from just like a pragmatic, there's got to be a better, more, you know, functional way to solve this problem other than the slapping handcuffs on a six-year-old. And I would agree with you, but the problem is like, this is, this is 25, 30 years in the making. Um, Guidance counselors at schools are no longer actually guidance counselors. They're more test administrators. That's why now they have to have in some schools, licensed psychologists, and we don't have enough of those sources because we're spending more money on the sources for the police because truthfully, uh, the parenting at home is different now. I mean, y'all talked about the path of the school. No, back in the day, the the recourse was, hey, I'm going to call your mom. I'm going to call your dad. I'm going to call your family and tell them how you're acting in school. And that was enough to straighten people out. Now, kids are in environments at home in some of these places where I mean they could care less like school is the you know school is just a blip on on their radar because they're going home to home environments that are crazy and like you said as a teacher if you've got a five and six year old if you've got a six year old throw a stapler at you Ruben I mean yeah you might be like you're a kid I should be able to handle it but that kid throws a stapler at you one day and all you can do is send him to the office and he comes back in your classroom the next day the next day, he might throw a chair at you. Like, there's no, there's no, there's no answer for the lack of parenting that goes on and the lack of discipline that people in power are allowed to give. Like, teachers get reprimanded for yelling at students now. So, I mean, you're right. Their only course of action now is like, yo, man, I'm not about to deal with you, man. Let me just get the police officer here to get you up out the paint. Like, I'm not about to mess with this. 
And, and that's why I'm saying, you know, as much as I'd love to just be like, hey, this is a international issue that Florida's dealing with. I mean, truthfully, this is just a statistic in Florida, but I'm sure the statistics aren't that much different in other states that have, you know, a whole bunch of impoverished cities that are underfunded. And the fact that we're spending more resources on police because that's the quote unquote quick fix. I mean, the problems that we're having with police are starting with this. Because now you're a police officer and you're tasked to be in an elementary school where you see all these kids of color fighting, throwing stuff at people, biting teachers. So now, even when you're not in the school no more, like the whole human aspect of people is gone now because you're seeing them as kids act like this. So it, it's, it's, it's crazy how cyclical this is and how this just rolls downhill. But truthfully, instead of putting all these sources in the police offices, we need to have more guidance counselors in the school. We need more psychologists in the school because some of these kids got real stuff going on. And instead of putting handcuffs on, we need to figure out what the heck is going on because all we're doing is starting them early. Now, I don't have all the answers, but I know having, you know, a task force attached to an elementary school is the answer. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like, I, I, I think it's appalling, just like when we talked about um, when the cops in Colorado put, took that whole family out the van because they thought it was they thought it was a motorcycle. Um, I mean, it's, a, it's appalling, man. But at the same time, what what is it, what are they going to do? Because the fact of the matter is, we don't have enough teachers, and the reason we don't have enough teachers is because teachers won't, don't want to have to deal with this. Because teachers aren't tasked with teaching anymore; they're, they're tasked with teaching, defending themselves, making sure that you know mass shooters don't you know come through their school like it's that we're not just asking them to teach anymore and, and the problem is this this is what they're trying to do this really ain't about the kids this is more about trying to make the teachers feel safer because the teachers don't really have any other course of action to take when a kid is just coming to your classroom every day and he could give two f's about anything you saying that whole, you know, mystique of I'm going to send you to the principal's office, man, they don't care. If, if people knew about what some of these kids are going home to, man, the fact they have to go to talk to a principal is nothing to them. So why don't we, I, I, I guess the, that's the ultimate part of my whole situation about education. We're spending money on the wrong things and we're not trying to fix the problem. If anything, we're accelerating the problem. And that's why we can't, you know, we can't get education right because instead of putting money, like I understand you gotta put money into the police and the schools, understand that. But like you said, they need more guidance counselors. They need more social, you know, they need um, psychologists. They The school needs more of those people to just, talk to the kids to get them to understand you know hey you know or get them help you know and the problem is we're too busy trying to lock everybody up because you know um that's privatized and that's how money is being made all right so um you know i've i've have a habit of saying that our country is run on capitalism right all that stuff you just kicked costs money because you know who don't get paid that much police officers and teachers 
No. See, the teacher is already there. But you talked about having guidance counselors, therapists. Those people cost more money than having more police officers. Correct. So so they're, t- they're approaching this pragmatically. They're going, hey, the police can protect the teachers and the police are cheaper. Because this whole idea of trying to improve the education system, they're not trying to improve the education system for people that look like us in inner cities and places where there's poverty. They don't care about that. They're trying to make the teachers there feel safe enough to just show up. But, you know, a lot of these schools, the schools that do have therapists and and counselors and that they're really, really striving for education, those places have money. So, I mean, like you, you brought up Dade County. I bet Dade County got a whole bunch of police officers because it's way cheaper to have police officers and to really attack the problems that those kids are dealing with for real. Yeah. I mean, I guess the question is, when it comes down to it, you know, you got money going in all these other places and you got all these tax breaks for things that probably don't need tax breaks and stuff like that. When, as a country... We're going to care enough about the educational system to truly fix it. Or is it just a a situation where it's just cheaper not to fix it? And, you know, it's a dog eat dog world because that's where our kids are growing up into, you know? Well, all of that, all of that is right. But the thing I see that no one's talking about as far as, you know, who has the, the blood of responsibility on their hands is no one ever mentions parenting. So, I mean, that's why I started with that. I mean, you know, the, the, the fact of the matter is it shouldn't be the teacher's responsibility to have to call the police or call the security guard to get a kid in order. Right. They okay. should be able to just kick that kid out. They should be able to notify the parent and the parent should take care of that. Because if Yolanda Brown would have had to come up to school because a teacher said I was being violent towards them, I probably would have been suspended from school not because the school suspended me just because I was in the hospital unconscious for a couple of days and couldn't actually make it to school <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, maybe I mean I don't know I just don't hear that enough I guess publicly I don't know if they're trying to save people's feelings uh, I guess no one wants to hear they're a bad parent I don't have kids so I don't know but I imagine if somebody told me I sucked at that one job, then I think I'd be a little upset. But it, it doesn't matter because they have to be in on this. Well, some, something happened in the last, I would say, 25, 30 years. <clears throat> the generation of parent that I'm a part of, so I'm not trying to be you know, exclude myself from it, but the generation of parent that exists now thinks it's the school's responsibility to raise their kid, to teach them, to discipline them, and when that happens, the system's already broke. Because if you send, if you send a jerk to school, he's gonna be a he or she's gonna be a jerk when they get back home because the school ain't gonna fix that. In fact, the school's just gonna magnify that because now he's gonna be in a place around peers that think it's cool that he or she is out doing whatever they want to do and they think it's funny. Where you know, 30 years ago, like discipline started and ended at home point blank preach like you know i could go all around my grandma's neighborhood in petersburg i go anywhere at eight or nine i could walk around the whole neighborhood never had to tell nobody where i was because everybody knew my grandma 
And if anybody saw me doing something I wasn't supposed to do, the whole neighborhood had license to whoop my ass. The whole neighborhood. That's, that goes back to that it takes a village. Now, I'm not saying like physical spankings are the answer, but look, every, um, every spanking I got, I vividly remember why I got it. And it's a constant reminder not to ever do that again. Yeah. I mean, because it's just like, I feel like every child should have just enough fear from their parents, a.k.a. family. Um, to know if they did something that they know their family doesn't approve of, I mean, by the time you get home, that story is going to be out and the parent or parents or grandparents will already know. And it's basically like, yo, go pick your own switch. I mean, that's why, like, for me, I didn't have a ton of beatings, but I remember what I got, you know, and back then, I guess parents were a lot better with the with the with the mental stuff man well honestly also society allowed parents to be parents now i realize that unfortunately society's had to step in because i mean look there have been too many cases of child abuse and and people just actually just beating their kids not disciplining just beating but the problem is now parenting is scary i mean because you can't do anything without wondering if somebody is going to call social services on you. Yeah. I mean, I don't have that fear in my house. I mean, my mom always told me I got to make it to the phone first. So that was always a good indicator. And then she said, and then they still going to take some time to get here. And she was like, if, if they're going to arrest me, I'm going to get my money's worth. So yeah, these are all things that um, Yolanda Brown actually said. She'll deny it, but she actually said these things to me as a kid. And I, I believed her, and I thank her for it. Ain't it funny how your parents <laughs> forget all that stuff when they get old? Oh, no, 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 no. She ain't forgetting nothing. She, no, she, she don't forget nothing. She, she just trying to rewrite her transcript so when she gets up to them pearly gates, she can be like, hey, Jesus, all that stuff didn't really happen. It's fake news. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, I, did it out of, I did it out of love. Jesus would back her, though. You think? Oh, he would. Man, you don't know that. Spoil hey, the ride, baby. Spoil the ride. It, it, exactly. Don't spare the ride. He, he would he would so back her for this. This is how he became such a good kid or a good man. So I mean, this is the same thing. That's that's all I'm saying, man. It's just like I said, for me, when I hear about this type, when I hear this conversation, you know, whether it's us or other people or whatever, I don't think there's enough emphasis on the fact that parenting has changed for the worse sometimes. And it's trending, which is concerning. It's not all you. It's like we talk about the, you know, the flaws in the, in the education system without talking about the parents as hard as we talk about everything else. I mean, and, and I don't like to blame it just on the parents, though. I mean, when I say that, I mean, parenting has changed, but it, it hasn't changed just because of parents. It's happened because of what we set as societally accepting things like. I don't, I don't ever remember hearing the phrase "time out" when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, true. And, and then and then it, it then now it's like this big thing. Like, hey, no, you don't have to you don't have to discipline them that way. You don't have to yell at them. You should sit them down and talk quietly to them. Get down on their level and explain to them why what they did is wrong and why what they did hurt your feelings. And I'm like, all that sounds 
ridiculous when you're talking about trying to negotiate with a four-year-old. Well, see, and I, <laughs> and, you know, let me jump in with that. That those are tactics that I used to do because these kids that come to my camp ain't are my not kid. yours exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like if, and that's the crazy part is like, you know, and I've said it before, man. People were just like, "Why are you sending the kid home, man?" Because if I leave him here to hit another kid, that's on me. And I mean, it's just everybody's got to have. There's got to be consequences of actions, man. And I'm, I mean, I'm not a believer of timeout, just because. I mean, when it's all said and done, you know, if a kid were to come, to, if a kid were to get to me, because that child was uncontrollable or they threw punches or whatever, I mean, timeout. All that's gonna do is a whole bunch of nothing because they just go sit there and remember all the things they did. You know what? You can remember all the things you did on that car ride home because you're not going to do that here. And it's just, you're right, man. Like the timeout, I know some parents do timeout and for their, and for their kids, it's fine. I mean, because they raise their kids in such a way where they might have got that beaten and here's your alternative. You can either have alternative A or alternative B. And, you know, if you raise your kids that way, that's different. But I am always, I'm not a fan of just hitting your kids to hit your kids. That's just dumb to me because then they start to hate you. And then because they hate you, they hate everything else around you or around them. But, you know, you got to have reasons, man. And once again, I probably got more women than both of y'all combined on this show. Um, and I remember each one and I deserved each one. But once again, the one thing I love my parents for, they never hit me in the face, man. Cause I feel right now, you know, if some random person hit me in the face, man, I don't, I might turn to the hawk on them. Cause that ain't even cool. Like a slap in the face. Nah, man, you, you got like five seconds to walk away. I don't, cause that's not how it rolls around here, you know? And it's just, I don't know. It's you're right. Parenting has changed. Some of that is we have young parents now. Um, some of that is, you know, they just, they don't want to treat their children the way they were treated because they may see, um, you know, whoopings and stuff as a bad thing. And they're just like, well, I don't want my kid to have to grow up with that, with the scars of what I have. And that's very fair, you know, but I feel like regardless of how you, um, how you parent your children, if there's not an innate fear in your child of you, they can love you, but they should also know if they do the wrong thing. I mean, there should be some fear that pops up when somebody says, I'm going to tell your mama, I'm going to tell your daddy. Your next word shouldn't be. So I don't care. Your next word should be nothing. <laughs> and fear should envelop your face. Cause that, oh, well, that's what it was for me. Because that's that psychological stuff, man. Knowing full well, dad don't get off work till eight o'clock and you get in trouble at four. You got four hours to think about that. And hopefully you're asleep before he gets home. But you know, my nah, he'll my just bad. wake your behind up. I, I've had that happen. That ain't cool. I mean, yeah, that ain't cool at all. But hey, you know, I don't know. I just, you know, all this has to do with 
you know, like like Moby said earlier, you're starting them while they're young. You put them in cuffs at five or six. I mean, what do you expect for them to think about for the rest of their lives? You know, like I said, it, it ain't even just there. Like, what about these police officers? Like, yeah. if you can't see a kid is innocent, then there ain't, there ain't no way you're going to get out here on these streets and, and ever think, see an adult that looks like that kid as innocent. Yeah. I mean, young black kid, young white kid, young Puerto Rican kid. I mean, wrong place, wrong time. You've already cuffed enough of the little five or six-year-olds. You might as well go ahead and pull out a gun on this one without anything else. I mean, uh, so terrible. So terrible. So we're going to shift from that kid, those children, to other to his other kid in a new segment that I like to call Dun 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 This Week in Trump. Because it's very rare that we go a week without talking about this dude. I feel like I feel like we've talked more about him in as, as a president in life than any other president before him. Unless you just own that hate and stuff. Like, you know, I hate Obama. And you wake up every morning and say, I hate Obama. All right, whatever. Obama didn't do everything, you know. He didn't do right 365 days, do something wrong 365 days a year, unless you just own that hate and stuff. However, I feel like Trump be trying to get to at least 300. So, of course, when the when the country needs a leader, Trump is there with his cape on and does things like, he was trying to get away from them, I guess, it looks like. I guess he was in big, very big trouble. He probably would have been killed talking about Kyle Rittenhouse basically giving him reasons why he shot three people you know now there is video that he got hit by a skateboard I mean I will say this if somebody's pointing an AR-15 at me and I get a first shot I might take it but when it's all said and done he shouldn't have been out there with the AR-15 from a different state and he's too young to have it so there's a whole bunch of unpacking there that we've already done. But then for the president of the United States to come out and be like, it looked like he was, you know, acting in self-defense. Really, dog? Yes, really. That's, that's, that's what we're going with? Self-defense? Come on, man. Every week, Ruben. Every week. I know. It's just like, I, I like part of me should feel bad for this kid. But I don't. Well, no, actually, I'm glad you said that because the reason party you said you should feel bad for this kid is because he's white. And let me explain. We humanize white people no matter how harsh the crime they committed is. We humanize them. And we do the absolute opposite to any black person accused of any crime. We dehumanize them. So I'm going to disagree with you on that because no, that's not my thought process with it. My thought process with it is that he's 17 and his life is over. You know, not because he's white, because if he was a black kid, it'd be the same thing. You're 17. 
you got all this on you. Yeah, your life is, you killed two people. Your life is pretty much over, dude. No, no, no. I agree. You might be that way. But I'm talking about as a whole, our society as a whole does not humanize any person of color the same way they do a white person. Oh, oh, don't. (laughs) And I I would probably go to the, the, I would probably go to some. I would not say all, but I would say some because that would be considered more of a majority because I don't think everybody feels that way. No, no, but I, I do think the strong majority is. And I mean, look, man, every time. Uh, a white person does any heinous act that nobody can explain, the first thing we say is mental health issues. Oh man, he had mental health issues. He was depressed. He was going through things. He was bipolar. We never hear those when the person that committed the crime was black. So is stupid considered a mental health issue? Um, If you're white, it, it can become one. I mean, I'm just saying. If you're, if, if, I feel like if you're white, we can make it. We, we, we can make it work. I mean, because I guess because it's funny that you say the mental health stuff. Because I, I I would label this his acts are in the stupid realm. So my my thought is, I don't think that's mental health. I just think he. he oh, just, just you wait. Just I mean, you wait as this transpires. They're gonna start pointing out times when he was like 12 in which he was exempting symptoms of depression. They're going to talk about something to do with like his uncle or his dad wasn't around. And, and he oh, yeah. <laughs> the defense, you know what? As a def, as a, the leader of his defense, if they didn't do that, they'd be terrible. So like, I completely expect that to happen in trial time. Um, you know, I just think that I feel like, I just feel like as a president, you know, like earlier you said innocent to prove it guilty and I'm kind of thinking to myself you know it's on video that he shot three people um I don't and then he ran and went back to his home state it had to be extradited back to Wisconsin so it's like like I I just feel like I would have almost rather him said nothing well I mean I think all of us feel that way but AG Ruben let me ask y'all a question were people were people more in arm uh, like up in arms about the fact that this kid shot people or were we like really just offended at how it, his treatment was so much different than we see black people suspected of things like he walked past the police with the gun the yeah. police officers were handing him and other people bottles of water like i don't like i think he trump is trying to defend the wrong thing it's like look Look, yeah, somebody might have hit him. Maybe he did feel threatened and he shot somebody. But the point is, he had a gun that he shouldn't have had. He was defending property, supposedly, that wasn't his. He had an illegal firearm and he wasn't even in his own state. Yet the police just said, hey, man, could you get out of our way so we can go, you know, deal with some black people and drove past them. And see, that's why... (laughs) But I also feel like that's where that's where some police reform needs to happen because what should have happened is they whoa why do you have that who are you they should have at least talked to this dude be like why do you have an AR-15 on your back like because he put his hands up and everything pretty much saying hey don't shoot me I, I'm not hurting nobody carrying the AR-15 in my back and then you hear people in the background he just shot three people and the police just let him go and I'm just like like did 
And see, that's why I feel like that's where police reform needs to come in because they looked at him as a white kid with a gun. Oh, okay, that's cool. And I'm thinking to myself, it shouldn't matter what color he was. He has a gun you, and you just let him walk down the street. Whether you thought it was a BB gun or not, you should have checked that. You should have checked him and checked that and they didn't either. So like, I'm not necessarily, um, I guess my thing is with that, Yo, man, like if that's if that's not in need of summer form, then they've already lost. All right, AG, I'm about to make you happy, man. I'm about to put it on wax. No beating okay. around the bush. <laughs> okay. No beating around the bush. Bro, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Because you can't <laughs> you can't reform implicit bias. Like these dudes have implicit bias towards black people. There's no amount of reform or training in the world that's going to make them not see black people as a bigger threat than a white kid with a gun. Clearly. You can't reform that. That's not reform. Reform ain't the answer. Because <laughs> they'll, the, they'll go through the training and then they'll go back out on these streets and they'll still be like, hey, white people are cool, black people ain't. Well, and that's the thing. Uh, what I'm saying is that you go through this and then basically like so regardless of what should happen what happened or whatever they should have they should have received some 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 form of um write-up or whatever just for that if not fired because i mean let's be real you just basically i mean on national tv on a video you basically said you know what this white kid with a gun is cool he's okay and then he ends up being the dude who shot three people who, if I'm correct, they were all not black. <laughs> and then it's just like, I mean, it, you got, they're so scared. But here's where the playbook of reform is going to fail you. He was walking in an open carry state. So the cop seeing a, somebody with a gun, is it something that technically they should be able to arrest you for. No, I'm not saying, <laughs> not, what, what I'm not saying is the problem is clearly like I look at this kid. This kid looks like a kid. I would have questioned his. I would have questioned. How old are you? Can I see some ID? I mean, at least because if you're going to be in an open carry state, then you should have ID. And then they would have been like wrong state. You should go to jail or whatever. But and I think the gun itself it's an open carry state, but that gun itself is not open carry. Which is the issue that like that's why he's getting indicted on some of that stuff. Because under 18, you can't open carry, apparently. So it's like, but the fact that they didn't even check his ID, as you said, is already a problem. Hey man, there were some black people across the street like breaking a windshield, man. That was pressing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you. Man. I can't with you. This is this is the most entertaining part of the show. It's funny, though. <laughs> you know, and I and I can't with you because you're absolutely true. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just it's saying, like, it would be funny if it w- if it was a joke, but it's not. Yeah, it's like you know, I just yeah, I was just like, I can't because I can't win this one. I can't I can't even come close because you're completely right. And they and here's the crazy part about it. Those cops weren't even worried about the window or the people yelling that he just shot two people. They were just like, hey, kid, just mind your own, get out of here. And I'm just like, I mean, open carry, I don't care, open carry, but really, you just don't check people? 
Like, I mean, they, they might as well adapt them up and say, we got it from here, kid. I know, right? <laughs> they should have gave, gave him a high five and gave him a donut. I mean, it, it, it was almost like they should have thrown him one of them play deputy badges and been like, good job, kid. Yeah. Way to keep the street safe. And then there should have been some slow montage with him putting his hand up in the air with a big star at the top of his hand, you know, all happy and stuff like commercial. And and that's the thing, man. They did everything wrong in that incident. But the question now is, are you going to fix that? And I guess we'll see. But when it's all said and done, going back to the actual story, and AG, I do want you to chime in, even though you haven't. Um, yeah, man. I don't I don't care if if you're a president, you know, you ask for all this stuff to stop. You don't get you don't take any sides. You know, even the statement, well, we have to see how it all plays out. Something like that. Just don't be like, well, I think it was actually self-defense. Like, really, dude, you've already said this dude is innocent. Thanks. You're a jerk. I mean, <laughs> so why should anybody else think the dude is innocent? AG, I mean, the president said he's basically innocent. Well, well, that part, I was thinking about that as y'all were talking. Um, for me, it's like I tried to tell you this for the most part every week. It's like what he says, I have to respect because he is leading, but he's leading his people. He's leading his tribe and he's the chief. This kid was basically citizen's arrest. And he shot two people that were being unruly. And this is about law and order. And this is how people talk. I mean, we talked about um, the cops that were putting their business out on Front Street through Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. Okay. We we know people that have posted things that are questionable, that ride hard for Trump. Okay. And Moby was talking about just this last segment. It's just like, I'm, I, I'm not even surprised and I'm not surprised anymore about any of this, nor am I. I'm not surprised at this. You can't be. It's been nearly four years of this. And some of our friends or people we thought were our friends, people that we thought rode with us hard, don't. And they have said things just like this. Because I promise you, because my wife and I were talking about this the other day. This is an open carry state. And her concern was, if you get a, if you get a nine millimeter and you decide to open carry, you're black. And I was like, word it matters it's open carry it's legal i'm supposed to be able to do it but if anything goes down or some cops having a bad day and i roll up in there with open carry nine millimeter i'm not coming home that day or i'm not coming home the same way that i left so everything that trump said for me it reminds me of what he said in charlottesville it's the same dude why would I think he was any difference? Yeah, because those are nice people. Good people on both sides, man. There it is. And that's the only time he's ever said anything even close to that's not cool. And the only reason he said that was because he was pressured to do so. Now it's no holes barred. He is telling y'all in no uncertain, okay, in no uncertain terms. If I have any power, this kid won't see a day of jail. And I was going to say this, but y'all were talking. I was going to say this. The over-under on him serving any jail time or significant jail time for this is looking pretty good. Don't think this kid's going to jail automatically. He ain't black. 
The idea that he got out of there alive after what he did and the way he was postured. And when I say that, I mean the idea that you're carrying an assault rifle and in a heated situation. That could have gotten you killed just on sight because of everything that was going on. But those cops had the presence of mind to exercise the fact that black people suck and white people don't. Black people are threatened and white people aren't. I mean, if you took away, if you photoshopped the AR-16 off of him, he looks like leave it to beaver. <laughs> I mean, real talk, if you put him in a white t-shirt and some jeans and a hat and, and took away the AR-16 through some sort of uh, photo editing software or whatever it was, he looks like a kid that wouldn't hurt a fly. But he maimed three, he maimed one person and, and killed two. And I'm like, and y'all are surprised by what? And so that's what and it just, it, it pisses me off so bad to hear the same white folks that would say something like this to downplay it when it actually happens and get mad when I say, well, you white, you can do that. Uh, that's not true. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Got proof. And it's okay. We, I ain't mad, we, but it's just, it is what it is. Got it on wax, son. Yeah, we got we got evidence. We have concrete evidence that that is in fact true. Exactly. So, because if any three of us, without a badge or without something that says police, FBI, CIA, something, anything, you know, Acme Security. If we roll up into a heated situation, a heated situation where things are popping up, fire, windows being broken, people getting beaten at, whatever it is, where cops should be extremely uncomfortable and at a heightened sense of aggression because of what's happening. A heightened sense of alertness because of what's happening. And we roll up with our black cells with an AR-16. We would not get home that night. Man, Whether, we rolled up with a box cutter. We ain't getting home. There it is. <laughs> there it is. And us as black people understand this is common knowledge. So when a white when a white kid just is roaming the streets with a semi-automatic weapon, kill two people, maim somebody else, and made it back home to the to another state, and had to be extradited. Man, on foot, <laughs> and that's all I'm trying to tell you. That's the only thing I'm trying. And I, so when I say you, I don't mean y'all. I'm just saying in general. I this is as open and shut to me as it can be. And this kid's not going to jail. If he does, that's the part where I'd be like, "Wow, didn't see that coming." Okay, so I mean, the only reason I didn't say anything is because y'all said everything I wanted to say. This. This whole thing, Trump, all of it, it makes total sense to me because this is the world that we live in. So the part that we didn't talk about was, like I said, when white folks get upset when we say everything that's true, I'm like, how can you say that's not true when I'm looking right at it? There's no way in the world, no way that we can get away with this at any level. We would have never, we would have left that place in, in an ambulance or a body bag. There's only two places. 
based on what I saw, there's only two places, either the coroner's office or the hospital. So, uh, and that whole thing you said about mental illness and all that, the the, the guy that had the bag over his head, butt naked yeah. in the streets, that, that thing came out. No. I mean, like Moby said, we... <laughs> And I didn't even realize this about myself, and it's so true. But us as a society humanize white folks where we dehumanize black people, and so do the cops. That's how a dude in March up in the Northeast can be butt naked, literally. In the snow. Yeah. I was getting ready to say that. I mean, this is winter still. And the up, he, went, up, he went streaking. And he had mental issues. But do we do we empathize with it? Do we? No, we say, you know, we don't do that. I mean, as black people, we still talk. We were still shaking our heads. Don't get me wrong. But we're not trying to really understand a lot of things. Not like we would if this guy was white. And there, and that is very true. I had to, I had to admit that was true. But at the same time, what I really wanted to say was the fact that, um, if this guy was white, I would, I would almost guarantee the end result would have been different, just based on color, just based on locale. It just would. Now, that doesn't mean that the 10th time that it turned out the other way makes me wrong because that's not what I'm not talking about, you know, perfect absolutes, but we all know what time it is. Moby said it two weeks ago. The most dangerous weapon in the world is black skin, especially in this country. When you walk out of bed, you're a loaded gun. You're a weapon. And life keeps showing us this stuff. So that's what I got to say about all, all of this. Ooh. And Trump coming out and said what he said, man. That's just like like tomorrow's Saturday, bro. It's just like normal. <laughs> yeah, that dude's a little crazy. I mean, he is who he is. And I appreciate that because, like I said, it helps me understand what I need to do without so much effort. 20, 30, 40 years ago, there was a lot of effort to figure out who was really a racist and who wasn't. A lot of innocent white folks got caught up in some stuff they didn't need to because of the color of their skin. This, these are absolutes. These are perfect absolutes. I don't have to question it at all. And if you're still riding hard for this dude, you tell me everything I need to know about you. Even if you don't think so. That's what I got. Wow. Very powerful conversation, gentlemen. Love it. Love it. And of course, you know, then we go back to his, this guy, when he goes to North Carolina and says, hey, vote twice, everybody. Do I mean, mail do, we, do we even need to talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, of, well, I, I, I say we talk about it simply because just like they educate their people in North Carolina and we need to educate people to listen. Look, people, if you vote by mail, theoretically, you should not be able to vote in person. However, if you do vote by mail, 
and you do vote by person, in some states that is against the law and stupid. Because if you sent in your vote, you're gonna wait in the line to just check and see if you're gonna vote. You gotta vote? Come on, dog. I need you to do better than that. Because if I mail in my vote, I ain't going nobody's line. Because those lines will be crazy as it is. So you just gotta pick and choose what you're gonna do and you live by it. You know, that guy, you know, of course he goes to North Carolina and says this. I'm, I mean, know, I think you're missing it. I mean, this dude literally came out and asked people to try to commit a felony yeah. to see if the system works. Is he gonna is he gonna um, pay for these people's lawyer fees when, when people start <laughs> arresting people for voter fraud? <laughs> uh, so, uh, sociopaths don't generally do that. <laughs> but I mean, it's like you're gonna. So basically, you're just gonna go ahead and just basically mess the system up for yourself so you can claim it oh it's, it's a mistrial or a, a miscount or whatever it doesn't really matter dude because here's the thing even if you said it was a miscount there's not enough time to revote. so if they can't figure it out and you lose you lost or if they can't figure it out and it's inconclusive, you still lose. And if Pelosi wins, then Pelosi becomes president. And whoa, buddy. Well, Pelosi whoa, wouldn't buddy. become president. She would become until they could do another election. So she'd be like a temporary fix. Well, I mean, mm, yeah, but I mean, technically, so, but technically, if that were to happen, and the right of secession would fall to her. Honestly, I think, I think, and this is probably why I need to do some more research. I think Congress can approve that and make her president. But I think that's more, I think a lot of other things got to happen. I don't think that's right out the gate. Because when it's all said and done, if they don't do a, a recount or like a reelection before his last day, he's done. You know, unless they can, unless Congress chooses a winner, and then at that point in time, you know, good luck with that. I mean, it all depends on who's who's in the lead and whatever. Because remember, 270 um, executive. Um, oof, can't think of the word now. Can't be in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna brave the Rona, man? You gonna brave the Rona? Wow, that has me. That's deep. That is deep. It's got to be Gucci, though. <laughs> Man, and and Sade's discography is insane. Like from the her first album, all the way to what was the last one? The Soldier of Love. No, what Soldier of Love? Man, I can't even. I thought that was kind of early on. Nah, that was because she had one come out it was like 2010 because that's when I went to see her perform yeah it was Soldier of Love okay but I mean from Diamond Life all the way to so- to Soldier of Love man I, every one of them I've owned started off with a cassette went to disc <laughs> wow he said cassette and I, I, I got the Diamond I had the Diamond Life cassette <laughs> and my and man. actually it's crazy because my cousins actually hit me on to Shade when I was a kid 
Like, I mean, I'm a, I was a little kid, and dudes was bumping Shy Day on cassette tapes, driving around in Savannah, Georgia, man. Like, <laughs> and it just, it just stuck with me. That's a good one to stick to, because I mean, man. I mean, I remember the first time I heard "Sweetest Taboo," and I was like, "Whoa!" Sweetest Taboo, yeah, can't do it. I think, I think the I first, had to learn it. I, had to... I think the first song I was hit to her with. Yeah, it was the first. That was the first single ever. Yeah, so I'm saying I, that's that's how far back. Like I, that was the first thing I remember. Yeah, man, you know how how just gangster you got to be. To be pumping Sade going down the street and nobody says anything to I'm, you. I'm gonna let you know, man. It really wasn't that uncommon of a thing back in the day. And actually, it's even mentioned in a whole bunch of hip hop songs, like Big Boy from Outkast. You talked about bumping Sade, which which let me know knew right away. I'm like, oh yeah, we were from the same area then. Because yeah. <laughs> okay, nice Sade. That's definitely. I kind of expected that, but I didn't think you'd pull that trigger. So I ain't mad at you on that. So number one on mine, Tribe Called Quest. Oh, they, they, yeah. they were on my short list of honorable mentions. Like, and, and, and you know me and you vibe to the quest. So like, man, <laughs> you know, and here's the thing, man, my world got really opened up when I watched that 2011 movie beats rhymes in life about them like I didn't know 80% of the stuff in the that went down with that group and watching that just really just like honestly man I felt like I texted you last night Moby I really felt bad that I pooped on Jerobi so bad man I didn't like that dude because he left them and then it's just like oh you left to pursue career I can't be mad at that yeah and then all you did anyway was dance funny so it's like what'd you really do to the group like so i really gave him a hard time man because i wasn't you know jerobi is not is i almost feel like they got better without him but then realistically they got better because they were not get better but when he came back for the last album a couple years ago it's just like why you leave jerobi man you messed this could have been real fire putting you on the spot what's the best album low end theory Mm. and and I'm gonna tell you why (laughs) normally it would be Midnight Marauders I I don't I don't really mess with the love movement too much and the one after that racist and not care I I I just like AG remember the days where you had to really really decode some stuff to know where somebody actually stood as far as racial issues went because the one thing most most white people didn't want anyone to ever call them was a racist now man these people don't care these people out in the streets proclaiming their racism waving the flag of racism stars and bars neo-nazis in charlottesville good people on both sides and it just got me thinking, can you imagine what life would was like in 2015 when there was really a sect of America that thought racism was gone because there was a black president? 
Like Trump's greatest accomplishment is the fact that he has humbled the the United States into realizing that we are nowhere close to being done with racial issues. So, I mean, 10, 15, 20 years from now, you know, if I'm lucky enough to still be alive, I'm going to talk major crap about Donald Trump. But the one thing I will say is, man, he sure did show us how divided we already were. And that's all I got, man. Preach. I tried to tell Ruben that months ago, man. He would not hear of it. I was like, dude, a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> I'm telling I mean, you, but, man. But the, tr- the truth of the matter is, like, everybody's saying Trump has divided the country. No, he hasn't. It was already divided. He's just allowing the division to be visible. The veil is off and that chick's like, <laughs> absolutely. Shallow howl up in this piece, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> wow. That was good, man. That was really good. That, that was good, Moby. Man. So you suck at yourself into a job you don't even want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're complaining about it. Man. You told me you didn't give me 25. Man, shut up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I'll think of it later. But it's like, when they came together with the Jungle Brothers, Jungle Brothers and, and they were yeah, I can't think of what they were called though. Yeah, they were. Um, I, I heard it last night, and I can't remember the name of it. But yo, real talk, the song that Spotify does not have, I had to go to Google Play Music to listen to the remix of Buddy. Yo, that track in itself, that's when I that's when I fell in love with Moni Love. Because Moni Love was so dope and she got very little credit. It was all Queen Latifah getting the credit. But I felt like Moni Love's tracks were way better than Queen Latifah. But that's just me. That's just me. I think Queen Latifah was a little bit more marketable. But, you know, I mean, from Tribe came all of that. I mean, the Jungle Brothers, De La Soul, me, myself, and I, yo, classic. Like, and then need some clarification that gets you motivated. And then I got from somebody motivated for what? And I'm thinking to myself, but things that get you hype, songs that get you moving, excited, whatever, it just brings that energy. And so I'll go ahead and start because, you know, surprisingly, my top five will be a surprise to some people. It's just what it is. So, no particular order. You know, get some crunky system by Trillville and Pastor Troy. Yo, man, when that song comes on, I I just get I turn to a different person. I get hype. I'm just like, you know, I I I'm sitting here and he goes A B C and I'm doing the letters in my hand. You know, I do the A, the B, and the C, and then I'm thinking to myself every time I hear that song. My hands just do the A, B, and C, and I just look at myself and I'm just like, I'm an idiot. But it's, <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah, because it, it's at this moment in time, man, it's not something I think about. I hear the song, and literally, the you know the first verse ends with the A, B, C, and some other words that I can't talk about. But yo, man, I feel full of energy with that joint. I'm not saying I could bust through a wall, 
But I will say that, you know, I can walk for a while. So, because I'm fat. So, <laughs> you know, we do that. Um, another track, I went from the south and I took it out west to tell me when to go with E40 and Keep the Sneak. Yo, that's that joint. Like, I wish I could play it, but I got copyrights and I ain't trying to get sued or nothing. But, yo, tell me when to go. That hyphy, the hyphy movement, you know, it lasted all like three minutes. But that song was dope. One of the very few E40 songs that I actually like, by the way. Um, Another one is we're going back to the South with Crime, Crime Mob and not that other one, but Rock Your Hips. I don't know what it is, man, but Diamond's verse be killing it. And yeah, like if it was a different life, possible baby mama, if I had a different life, but I don't. So yeah, but that track, that track gets me on fire. Um, you know, I'm also a big walk it out guy, you know? I like the remix, but the original Walking Out by Unk, you know, that gets me kind of moving, thinking I can do some dances that I can't really do. So I look stupid when I in the mirror while I'm trying to do them. Um, that gets me hyped up and stuff to go. And the last one, um, this was hard because I just feel like there's so many, you know, because I thought about some straight out of Compton. I thought about, you know, the whole NWA discography because most of that joint gets me excited, gets me hyped up. But it came back to We Still In This B with B.O.B., T.I., and Juicy J. That beat and that hook is so nasty. I mean, I feel like I'm in a gentleman's club. But it's just a dope track. I'm a big fan. And those those are just five of the songs that get me hyped, get me ready to go. So they're on my playlist when I work out, you know, every, once every three years. So, <laughs> you know. Once every three years. You were just working. Never mind. I mean, look, man. It is what it is. You know, I could have threw some public enemy in there. I could have taken it old school with some kid and play. But I tried to keep it as real and as I could. So that's my five. Who up next? I'll go. All right. Microphone Fiend, uh, Limp Biscuit. Uh, that's a good one. And I like the, you know, I like Eric B and Rakim. Don't get me wrong, but they're two totally different conversations. So one by Limp Biscuit's Tear Your Head Off. That was good. Run's House. Run's I love it. I don't know what it is. Every time I hear it, oh, exactly. Exactly. It's My Life, Bon Jovi. That's kind of an anthem. And the one that is a, a dirty little secret. Actually, it's not really a dirty little secret. because My wife knows about it. But Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. Every time that song come on, well, I, my knees are kind of bad, so I can't bounce around like I used to. But I promise you, that song makes me very happy. Wow. I, 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 was, I, was, not expecting, I was not expecting that to be, be, be the one. Yeah. Dude. There, there is, is nothing like it because every time I remember the first time I ever saw the video on MTV and I was it, it's infectious to begin with I don't care who you are 
But yeah. to me in particular, I was like, yo, that song makes you happy. That song is super dope. So yeah, I love me some, and I think that was it. Might not have been their only single, but that was nope, the one. That was the one hit one day, buddy. Okay, because yo, and yeah, I would say some other things, but I'm not gonna do that. But it's a great song. And the last one is "Wood" by Allison Chains. That that's a that's a, one of those workout songs where I hear that and I just lift a little harder. So that's that's a good one. So that's my five. All right, Moby. All right, man. I had to make sure I didn't just completely have all my songs be in the same pocket so um the first one I say is gonna be right in your wheelhouse Ruben you're gonna actually be shocked by it but you're not because you've heard me rock out to it before Beastie Boys Paul Revere when that song oh my god oh my god (laughs) classic that's like my favorite Beastie Boys song of all time man oh that was a good one I'm not I'm not a huge Beastie Boys fan but that song gives me hype every time. Yeah, that's the best one on um, License to Ill by far. Yeah, that one. Wow, I I hadn't heard that title in a minute. Same time frame. LL Cool J rock the bells. I don't, I don't oh. care. That song come on. The energy is just there. Yeah, I like rock the bells a lot. Um, <laughs> the other one is is a personal favorite for me. I mean, it's probably just because of you know where I was from, Savannah, Georgia, but. If Pastor Troy, we ready, come on, and them gunshots start happening at the beginning of the song, I don't care, I don't care where I'm at, how many we people I'm comfortable, but I'm going to say, F what you say, ain't no more playing GA. <laughs> 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 um, the other one, one of the greatest remixes of all time. Rich Boy, throw some D's on it, remix. When Andre 3000 just annihilates the first verse and then everybody else decides to rap afterwards, but it don't even matter because the microphone had already been melted after Andre 3000 killed the first verse. <laughs> yeah, that, that said, was like eight minutes long, wasn't it? Yeah, but nobody nobody knows. Everybody just knows Dre's verse. Like everybody everybody else happened, but the song is they made a mistake. You shouldn't have put the headliner first because ain't nobody got no reason to stay. Yeah, you can't come behind that. <laughs> he said the microphone got melted. One of the cold, one of the coldest verses he's ever spit in his life. And the other one, Andrew three thousand common theme. But I challenge you to try to sit still when bombs over Baghdad comes on. Oh yeah, that's I my jam. Challenge boy. you <laughs> can't do it. And if you do it, I don't trust you. Wow. <laughs> I don't trust somebody that can listen to that song and just sit still. Don't trust you. I get that. Wow. So, here's a fun fact. When I went, to, when I was at ODU in the early when the 2000s, and I was with the radio station, that was the time that we were going. We, we had some war stuff going on. I stopped playing that song, like because I would play it almost every day, just because it's hype. But out of protest, I stopped playing that song. So, yay. I mean, say whatever you want. Um, but the protest is over. That joint's banging. <laughs> One of the hy- it's it's probably the hypest hip hop song ever. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, gentlemen. Awesome, gentlemen. Hopefully, some people listening can listen to some of that and realize, yeah, those guys know what they're talking about. Hey, it's hey, but, but for real, if y'all ain't out there and y'all uh, ain't, you know, y'all were born past 1990 something, which, you know, some people were, unfortunately. 
Um, yeah, you gotta check out that Beastie Boys Paul Revere. If you don't listen to any other Beastie Boys song, that's the one and just stop listening to the rest of their songs because I don't really I'm not really a huge fan. But that song right there, that's it. You know the funny thing is, I was really about to say that. <laughs> I was literally about to come out of my mouth. Like, I don't care what you heard, y'all need to pull up that Paul Revere joint. So good. Hey, you're good not joint. wrong, man. It's just that um I think there's so many uh, so many qualities about that song, especially at the time it came out. I don't know if that was a Rick Rubin thing. I don't know who did who decided to put the beat in reverse, but oh my god, it's just yeah, Paul Revere. I mean, I love the BC Boys, and I, there are some songs that he they did a song with Q-Tip that was hot, but it's like Paul Revere. Yeah, that would be they, Get It Together, sir. Yeah, right. Get it together. There it is. He was happy. Hot. I and my name is Biz. Mar- Stop it. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't yeah, that, that song is that song is hot to death, but it's not Paul Revere. That whole intergalactic. Uh, no, what's the name of that album? Ah, uh, not intergalactic. It's gonna kill me now. Cause see, I got that on a, a, a greatest hits type, like box set type, not box set, but a. It, I don't know what record it came off of, but I just know when I heard it, it was like, dang, but it's not Paul Revere. Was that, on, was that in communication? Ill communication, yeah. Yeah, ill communication. is the dopest Beastie Boy album ever to come out. And, and, I, and as a non-Beastie right? Boys fan on this, bro, I, I don't understand why I came up with that album before y'all did. <laughs> but Man, see, like, a lot of a lot of the stuff y'all are coming up with took me to other places where it's like, oh yeah, I couldn't think about. I mean, when you say top five, and you're like. 30 north of 30 it's hard man yeah that's oh. true that's true that's true yeah definitely but i mean real talk ill communication is one of the few cds i can listen to from the beginning to the end and half that cd is electronica and i hate electronica with a passion not when the beastie boys do it yeah it's just so smooth and it's just i sat there and listened to it on the bed one day just the whole thing i was like this is awesome. I can't ask for nothing else. And they're coming out with a new greatest hits album. MCA, rest in peace. All right. So we are now down to our final segment. What else is on your mind? AG, you really haven't spoken a lot today. What else is on your mind, brother? Well, you know, the reason why I didn't speak a lot today wasn't on purpose. But when you got two guys that kind of say what you're going to say, ain't nothing to say. So you you know you learn not to say. A movie up there. Everything is a sequel, a prequel, or a remake. So I'm hoping that what? in the midst of all this COVID, where people can't film, uh, people have been stuck in their houses. I'm hoping that there have been writers and creativity brewing, and and production companies are looking for something new to do. Because it seems like all the original movies go to net to some streaming service but as far as the in the movie theater movie experience all we get is sequels and remakes and i'll prove it to you the top 10 grossing films of the 2010 four of them are marvel movies five of them are sequels and one's a disney remake so we got four we got three star wars in there we got four marvel movies we got the lion king remake well, I mean, I mean, so I'm hoping 
And I, I know I have a bad taste in my mouth about prequels because I think prequels are just lazy. I think prequels are just you saying, oh man, that movie worked. Let's go backwards. But I'm hoping that in the midst of this COVID that, you know, we get some more movies because I, for one, am ready to be in a movie theater again. I know I'm not trying to go tomorrow because of this COVID thing, but when all this thing finally clears up, maybe in the year 2024 or something, I'm going to be geared to go see another movie in the theater. And don't get me wrong. I don't care that half of these movies are Marvel movies because I'm a huge Marvel fan. But it would really be nice to have another movie not made by Disney, you know, pop up that's not a prequel, a sequel, or a remake. I mean, do people write books anymore? Like, I mean, I remember we could at least depend on a couple good movies every year coming out from a book. I mean, heck, The Hunger Games. Um... The Da Vinci Code wasn't a bad movie. Looks they got turned into movies. But after a week of talking about you know how COVID has killed something, I'm hoping that maybe this year off from what it seems like life in 2020, that maybe some of these um, companies have had some time to reboot and say, hey, you know, it is okay for us to have a creative idea and put it on the big screen. And that's all I got. Agreed. We're, um, uh, Love and I were talking about that the other day. I said, when are we going to go back to the movies and not be scared? <laughs> hey, man, I don't know when that's going to be, but I, I hope, you know, when we go, I'm not seeing like the third remake of some Disney movie or seeing Star Wars episode negative 16. Or seeing Mad yeah. Max, you know, 2000, whatever. want something new well all right i mean literally let me read off these this top 24 (laughs) seriously because it blew my mind the top top films of 2010 star wars episode 7 avengers endgame black panther avengers infinity war jurassic world awful um marvel's the avengers star wars episode 8 incredibles 2 lion king Finding Dory, sequel. Frozen 2, sequel. Avengers Avengers Age of Ultron, The Dark Knight Rises. I guess you can count it, but that's that's pretty much a sequel, prequel, whatever. Toy Story 4, Captain Marvel, The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, the only movie. Well, I mean, that's a sequel too. Jurassic World, terrible. Toy Story 3, Wonder Woman, Iron Man 3, Captain America Civil War The Hunger Games does no one else see a problem with this list (laughs) (laughs) I mean I'm not mad at the Marvel movies because I like them I'm not either but I mean they're wait Star Wars we all know how I feel about Star Wars trash Um, so yeah I mean sequels is what it is yeah I'm with you at least Tenet wasn't a sequel I heard it was decent uh, I've heard mixed reviews on it, but I mean, yeah, at least it wasn't a sequel. Yeah, so look, man, I went all the way back to the films of the two thousands. They ain't an original. There's not an original non-sequel, non-Marvel film of the two thousands. 
in the top that 25. Made money. Yeah, because they ain't make no money. They ain't make no money. That's what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Passion of the Christ. I forgot. Passion. By both races. That's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's purgatory, all right. <laughs> ain't no future in your front, obviously. Like I, I didn't get. I don't get the whole culture vulture thing. But when you out here um, leeching off the culture like that, like yeah, I can't, I can't really feel that much sympathy for you. You know, when you out there on them streets by yourself, because ain't nobody on either team about to ride for you no more. And like, if you look her picture, I'm just kind of like, what? Like, and you're right. This has happened twice in our lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> Like at least, at least the other woman at least tanned herself to look darker. This chick's like Lily White. Hey man, but is, what, this, is this just a woman thing though? Is this just a female thing though? Because like, do you think there'll ever be a day where a white dude out here trying to front like a black dude? Never. <laughs> it Not might like be, this. Yeah, a white Not guy like might this. want a white guy might want to get accepted by black culture, but yeah, but he would do this. Like I don't even think Paul Wall out here trying to make people think he's black. No. <laughs> I mean, not that you know. She she recounts vivid memories of police brutality in a Bronx childhood. "Quote: Growing up, there's no escape from police violence. Really, some of my earliest memories of life are police brutality. I remember one summer when I was five, walking from the park with my brother, who was about twelve at the time, right, and having police throw him on the ground. So that's been my whole life. Now, if that happened to you in Kansas with Adam, this kid's maybe two. Wow." <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yo, this is, this is awesome. Now, I got to ask you a question. Is yeah. it more awesome than seeing that white girl get get yanked? Ooh. Is it, it's is close. It, it's close. Because you know a white girl getting snatched is funny. Or <laughs> well, at least that one. Okay, I'm sending it to you now so you can see it. It's, it's a whole kind of awesome and I don't know man see with little kids man it's just you can see the intent man oh that was hardcore <laughs> and they got two different I positions know, right? them, man. that's cold <laughs> that kid got knocked the crap yo Debo hit him that dog's name is Debo <laughs> and he was coming out to his chain man give me that drink <laughs> give me that bite <laughs> Give me the man, boy. Man, yeah. you can't. Oh, that's a penalty in the NFL. <laughs> oh yeah, man. It was awesome. I mean, oh, he just pounced you, man. That he is just him. wrong, man. What was? I mean, the dog didn't even seem like he wanted the eggs. Nah, was he, he just... just wanted to tackle the kid. <laughs> He's like, not my yard, son. What's that? Not my yard, pup. That little boy got jacked up. <laughs> yeah. That kid got... You need some bull up that joint, man. That joint is awesome. <laughs> Shout out to my cousin Larry with that one. Oh. That is awesome. And I think I'm going to... That's going to be my moment in Zen, man. I'm, I'm, that's going to be my fart shot because that is so worth it. <laughs> Literally, I'm scrolling. I'm just like, what is this? And man, that kid... That kid took it to the dome, son. Dome. Oh, I am man. going to put this on our on our Facebook page. 
so people can understand what we're looking at. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know what? Parton shot. I know people were upset this week. There's a lot to be upset about. You're inside. You're mad at that. Black people getting shot in the middle of the day in the South. You're mad at that. I just, you know what, y'all? I know it probably won't happen, but you know what? Just be cool. It's going to be okay. Just be cool. And I know I've been saying that for probably a month now, but just be cool. Word. Yeah, I think I'm, I don't got nothing else today. I think I'm good. Well, I'm glad because at the, at the first part of this, you were heated. I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. This kid did get pounced, though, man. Go. <laughs> Neck snapped and everything. <laughs> and both, both angles are the worst. I don't even know which one is the worst, man. The, the, the front and the back. The, the front is oh, the worst know. one. Because you can see that neck snap. <laughs> yeah. All I know is he did, he was looking at that egg. He did not see that dog. No. No. I mean, you talk about. And see, this is why tackles in the NFL make $15, 20000000 million. <laughs> this dude didn't make nothing. Oh, he just got got. Oh, my goodness. Gracious. That chocolate lab weighs more than him, is bigger than him. And had a and running start. T- had a running start. And he knew that he was the man after this. Cause that kid wanted that egg so bad. <laughs> like that was, he was like a he was like a horse man with blinders. He didn't see it coming. And mom did. Mom was videotaping it, and somebody else was videotaping behind him, which is. And then that's the messed up part, man. You see a kid get jacked up like that. What do you do? Start laughing. And then you put it on the internet. <laughs> Man, that, that is child abuse. <laughs> is it? Not the fact that he got hit by the dog, the fact that you put it on the internet. <laughs> because when he gets old enough and sees this, he's going to be like, Mom, Dad, what the? This is a This is some BS, yo. I hate, I hate all of you. And you wonder what? And, you, and you're going to wonder why your kid, when he gets like 12 or 13, starts hating you and starts wearing black. <laughs> going to get goth on you? Because <laughs> he's going to see this and be like, this is jacked up, yo. How dare you? How dare you? But, <laughs> but I will say, if we're ranking this one and old girl getting yanked, I'm still going with the old girl getting yanked, man. She got, she, got <laughs> I, she, she almost left a wig there, dog. Yeah, she got yanked. This is funny, but she got taken. She knew she knew who the alpha was in that house after that. Well, apparently she didn't know before that. Uh, she did not. Like this kid know the alpha is his dog in the house. His dog gonna protect him. He gonna knock the crap out of him too, boy. That little boy gonna get up, get that dog some chocolate. Man, <laughs> that dog probably stepped up and was like, "Get up, boy! You gotta get tougher than that." Ooh, oh man. That's just an old chocolate lab, man. That dude's like, I don't like that you have enjoyment right now. I'm going to end it. <laughs> if I can't be happy, neither can you. Pow! <laughs> yeah, this, you know, this is, this is reason one why, like, I, if I ever have children, no social media. Don't take pictures of my children and put it on social media. Because this is what happens, man. 
You think this is funny? This kid just got scarred for life, and he ain't been, he don't even know yet. Because one day it's gonna be he gonna walk into school, everybody laughing at him, and they're gonna be like, "Why y'all laughing at?" And they're gonna show that that video. <laughs> Next thing you know, he's trying to blow up a school or something, man. <laughs> Is that what's going to happen? You got it all mapped out? I mean, you're trying to say it's not. <laughs> it is. No, that's no worse than when your mama show baby pictures to your girlfriend. No, nah, this is way worse than that. <laughs> I would take baby pictures all day to the girlfriend than this, man, because that's just your girl. Well, she, yeah, that, you're right. The whole world seeing this. Yo, every day. Like, I didn't add, like, 100 views since I've been watching it. <laughs> it's awesome. And I should never be saying that about babies getting mauled by their <laughs> chocolate lab. But it wasn't a maul, it was a pounce, so. He didn't, like, step over and be like, your turn. You know? He gonna get up and be like, oh, I love you. And he'd be like, yeah, you know who the man is now. That dog, that dog got his territory. He's like, you're not hunting for eggs in my yard, B. Wow. Okay. You trying to say he say that when he found him? Man, that dog was probably trying to play. Man, that dog. Not at that speed. Man, that dog was try- probably trying to play, man. Uh-huh. You say that now. <laughs> Man, I bet that kid didn't feel that way. <laughs> if he was trying to play, he'd let him ride on top of him or something like that. Nah, man, I'm trying to take you out. I'm letting you know who the real man is. Just because you here, that don't mean I'm not the baby. They love me. They don't love you. What? I just watched it again. Ouch. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is All not saying, cool, right man. Now, real talk. Oh, I'm so glad you said Christopher Robin. Okay, let me tell you this story oh, real fast. I want to get on the joint now, Christopher no, Robin. No, no, no. All right, I did a podcast before this podcast, right? Did it with my man yeah. Aaron, Aaron White from uh, Hyper Labs. Check him out. He's going to have some podcasts. Y'all check him out. Well, he had a secret topic that he didn't tell me about at the end of the, of the podcast. I didn't know what it was, so I was like, okay, but he said, be ready to laugh. I want you to know this dude has heard at least 28 episodes of the five minute warning. He has listened to every one. Oh, wow. Not only has he listened to every one, but he is in complete agreement with your, with, with your take on Winnie the Pooh, except for the fact that he said you need to accept the fact that Winnie the Pooh was trifling. He said those people, all of them, were awful. I lost it, man. <laughs> I lost it. I was like, because what he said was, he, he he you hurt his feelings. But then he watched it. I think he's like, yeah, me and my kids never really watched this. Let me watch this again. Man, and he broke it down. He said Tigger is the worst. <laughs> I know what I said. Exactly. I know that's what I said. And I told him, I told him, I was like, look, when I edit your show. I'm going to make this, I'm going to make it a part of the next show so you can hear what he said. And so I want to get your, I told him that I will get your reaction from and I'll let you know when I, when the show's done. But I'm telling you, man, he broke it all the way down. 
all the way down. And I was like, wow. But I thought you would like that, number one, because he's listening to every episode. Number two, he shouted us out on the show. And number three, he uh, he is in complete agreement, but he asked you to reconsider Pooh because Pooh is a trouble, not really a troublemaker, but because he has no self-control, he a little trifling. And see, this is the thing he brought up. He's like, yeah, he was going to give um, Piglet a present. And the only thing he had to give was a, was a jar of honey. And he was all good until he had that first finger full of honey. And then the second one. And then the second one turned into the whole pot. And he had nothing to give Piglet and said, well, I guess I'll just have to say I'm sorry later. <laughs> and I was like, and that's what Lauren tried to tell him. He didn't want to hear it. That's what I tried to tell him. And he didn't want to hear it. And he going to hear it now. So it was, I just want to let you know that. That actually happened two or three hours Look, ago. Look, man. Look. <laughs> Why did that happen? Er, er, everybody, everybody. <laughs> everybody. Everybody can have weakness at least once. <laughs> no, this is a thing, man. He has no I mean, self-control, and that's a quote. He has no self-control. Pooh's still a man. <laughs> is that all you have to say? Pooh's still I mean, a man? He's, he's, he's better than all those other scrubs. The truth. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Everybody, everybody has their own weaknesses, but at least Pooh is better than all those other guys. <laughs> but Chris Robin is still the worst. Okay. Well, I thought you'd get a kick out of that in many ways. Oh, so that's I made, awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you brought up Christopher Robin because I almost forgot to tell you. Oh, yeah. Shout out his show. Yes, sir. I will. You will? Yeah. I already. Well, actually, okay. I already did. I already did. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I'll... Uh, I'll make sure that uh, we we talk about what we what Aaron and I talk about. I think he's, his show's gonna be pretty good, but yeah, we ch- we shouted you out, man, and uh, he uh, he definitely we is. Might on, he's get, on we might have to do some cross promotion. Yeah, we can do that. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, he'd be on the show one week. I get him on get on his show one week. That'd be all right. That'll, that'll work. Because he does. What does he talk about? Well, his stuff is all about health and fitness. Deep, deep, very cutting edge health and fitness. Um, oh wow, I'm stuff fat, like so. that. <laughs> Would you let me finish? You all about your fatness. Anyway, but yeah, his 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 product is pretty good. Get in my belly. Oh my goodness. Now you're fat bastard. Are you for real right now? Definitely not. Okay. But yeah, I'll um we'll have to talk about his stuff on it on um on uh one podcast as I know I told him about Sabrina. I think we're gonna try to get a show with uh, with her Sabrina on his show, so yeah, we can make it work, man. But yeah, he he definitely uh, he definitely enjoys the five minute warning, and he definitely he had to rethink it. He went and watched another episode, and he was like, "Yo, Tigger's Tigger's the worst." He's <laughs> 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 uh, just a troublemaker. So he, wasn't, he he wasn't a believer, but then he went back and double checked and realized that I was right. Yeah, because I told him I was like, "Now, Boo Love came here with some her her argument was weak," and I told her. Because I said, because I I felt the same way until I really thought about what you were saying. And I was like, you know, he's not wrong. And so I said, look, man, don't bring that weak mess up in here. Because I'm telling you, my man's argument is strong. But he he wasn't arguing at all. He was agreeing. He, and he admitted. He went back and looked at it. He's like, you know what? They're the worst. <laughs> all those people are awful. <laughs> That's a quote from him. He said, all of them are awful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I just want to let you know that you have a convert for sure. One day Bula will convert. It'll be a great day. 
<laughs> but you still you still got to come clean because you still protecting Winnie the Pooh like he ain't do nothing wrong. Come on now. I mean, no, I'm just saying that Winnie the Pooh's not perfect, but he's better than his other scrubs. Well, you're not necessarily wrong about that either. All right, man, that's the show. So take us on for real. Thank you for listening to another five-minute warning. Yes, you've heard some stuff during the show. Yes, we have a website, 5minutewarning.com. Yes, we have a Facebook page, 5-Minute Warning on Facebook. Yes, we have an Instagram, 5-Minute, I don't know. Well, go to the website, it's there. And we have a Twitter account. What? 5-Minute Warning 19 on, I think, Instagram and 5-Minute Warn 1 on Twitter. Yeah. See, that's that's why AG is the man. So... There are multiple ways to reach out to us. And of course, on the website, you can even leave comments on the shows that you listen to. Please let it be clean because we are a family show for the most part. And I don't like profanity and stuff on my page. So don't do it. But yeah, other than that, you know, hey, look, everybody, it's going to be okay. It's just going to be okay. The more you say it, the more it will come true. Stay safe out there. And if you sleep, I need you to get woke. So until next week, peace. You can send any questions or comments to FIVE Minute Warning 19 at gmail.com. The five minute warning can now be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. Share, like, subscribe. to the 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown. Search 5-Minute Warning on the Spotify app. Peace. Stay safe out there. Pay for them to get a, a, a hotel room. You pay for their food. Even though the luggage went somewhere else, been there, done that. I mean, why would you even, like, I don't understand why they pay for all that unless they knew there was some messed up stuff going on. I would, yeah, because I didn't get a chance to read the whole article, but I, I would I would be compelled to uh, agree. So because sounds- if, I, if I kicked them off the plane for something legit, then why, am I, why do I have to support you? I don't. Exactly. So which means that it smells like... <laughs> They're going to win this lawsuit. Yeah, I just did that. But see, here's a paragraph that I wanted to bring up, and now I want to bring it up even more because it's like, uh, where is it? Okay. In January 2019, like you said, the couple, along with their 19-month-old daughter, boarded an American Airlines flight from Miami to Detroit. Within five Mm -hmm. minutes of taking their seats... The couple was approached by an agent who told them that they needed to deplane because there was an emergency, according to the lawsuit filed January yeah. 28th, District Court of Southern District of Texas. Now, an emergency means like everybody, not just them, but everyone needs to deplane. Well, I think they Why? use that because they want to but tell that, me. But that's a lie, though, man. That's, that's lying. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, you, they're gonna win this. They because, down my mind they're gonna win this lawsuit. Because if this couple was to be arrested, like say on the street, the cop has to identify himself. The cop has to tell you why you're being arrested. The cop has to read you your rights. I'm not saying that this happens on a plane because there was no criminal activity happening. But what I am saying is this: Don't you have to tell people why they have to get off the plane? And I think they told him when they get off the plane. They that don't want is, them to be No, no, seated. no. While they're still seated, we are we are just finger quotes here arresting you or making you deplane because of this. Oh yeah. And then after that, it's like you know why you're being deplane, whether you agree with it or not. That's where I'm like this paragraph kind of jumped out at me going, what are y'all doing? Well no, it says later they were informed that it was due to body odor. Okay. The of the pilot. No, no, no. Later is too late. Later gets you sued like they're getting sued now. Yeah. Or one so of the reasons. He could have farted near the pilot and the pilot got mad. Exactly. Or like you said, to your point, no one else said they stunk besides a handful of people. So if you smell that bad, doesn't everybody like, oh my goodness, are you serious? What's that smell? Yeah. And then it's like they did it for the for the safety of the passengers. I'm like, look, man, you're the stinky, you know. Well, that to me is uh, a lawsuit waiting to happen, sketchy. and they gonna win. Sketchy, <laughs> sketchy. I think yeah. it's, I just think it's I. I don't know what the deal is because I don't know what the says the pilot and who else smells something. What about the uh, the airline the the airline the air attendants? What about them? Did they smell anything? I mean, they're included in that. That doesn't but make I, mean, sense. I don't know. Not unless. All, oh, excuse me. Wow. They all started with the pilot. The pilot's a jerk, basically. I think what it was, the pilot saw who they were because apparently they were dressed up in, um, I guess, Jewish wear. Oh, so like the the the, the black, the hat. So the, the pilot, the, the pilot knew they were on, on Orthodox Jews, and he probably had. Um, Man, they stink all the time. I don't want them on my plane. And, you know, and that's what, and then now apparently if you put in, um, they said that if you put in um, something about uh, smelling or something, they put they pull up on the internet. I was like, wow, that's messed up. Well. So they were, uh, they have alleged they have suffered emotional distress, damage to personal and professional reputations, loss of appetite, what? Um, insomnia and fear associated with airports and flying. Oh, oh yeah, they I got a good lawyer. That. That's what that means. Because <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. But it, it, I'm telling you, when you do stuff like that to people, this is what happens to you. And but the question, the biggest question is, is that dude get fired? I guess I mean it only comes to how much they win. Well, it, well, he has to get fired because I don't think any company, no matter how they feel about you personally. I don't think any company can survive not firing somebody that's spearheading a, a racial incident or ethnical incident. I mean, yeah, but you notice that the pilot's name wasn't in this article. I truth, but at the same time, I still feel like that eventually they'll make this go away. That's what lawyers do. Well, it depends because if this catches fire, fire. I'm just saying, I would make a public spectacle if I was a lawyer. I mean. Apparently, if you look up, I, I read in one of the articles, um, if you looked up 
like something about smelling or whatever, they pop up or something. And I, I was said. like, well, that's cool. But on the other side of this too, this 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 is gonna be called the the body odor thing is gonna be called a question because like there are certain rules. Like where I work, you can't come to work funky. That's a problem. And so now <laughs> stuff but like it's he said, she said, man. And unless the person who the agent who arrests him can say, yeah, they stink. I mean, they're not going to lose. They're not going to No, win. they're not. And that's what I'm telling you. This could open up a whole bunch of things that just don't need to be opened up, but they will because it's an interpretation. So I'm curious what the agent who took him off the plane is going to say. Well, we'll find because out the testimony. It's all subjective. Is it? Somebody, somebody may not stink, but you may think they stink. And it could be somebody else. Or they say you smelt it, you dealt it. I mean... Well, I'm just saying I was I was having this conversation off air with my wife. I had a physics teacher. Um, he was he was he was Egyptian. And for the first week, it was hard. And I had to get used to it. So it's not subjective, but it is cultural. But what do you do? Do you say what I said publicly and become like a racist or do you just grin and bear it? I think I think the answer is. We, I think we already know what the answer is because no, I don't. I'm asking. I really because well, which one? As far well, I'm talking about as far as this goes. Okay. I think we know the answer to this because I know when I missed my plane, um, they didn't put me up in no hotel. They didn't <laughs> buy my. Dinner. But see, that's the thing that makes you look guilty. Why would you? Why do you have to support someone that is supposed supposedly clearly guilty? Yeah, if they stink, you need to go find yourself all that stuff. And they couldn't put him on the same, a plane that day. They had to put him on a plane the next day. I mean, they're charges with that. True. And then, too, why didn't they just, like, give them their money back? Well, they had to fly home, so. Well, I realize that. But just refund the ticket. Buy somewhere else. Buy your plane ticket on another airline. That's another thought. You know, that that's completely another thought. As as the people, why, you know. And I guess my other thing is, why did you wait a year? Like, I don't understand that, man. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. Maybe you had to go through some shock or whatever. But look, man, if somebody's wrong, do you need to take care of that ASAP? Well, again, but I told you about the whole about the whole thing. Uh, what were we talking about before? Um, in Tennessee, both sides, man. Both sides. Yeah. This is a two side. That's the, that's why I brought up what I brought up about my own personal situation. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to learn physics. But I have to get used to this. At what point do I, am I allowed to say, okay, this is wrong or right, whichever one it is? Which, At what point am I allowed to do that? I mean, I don't have an answer to that. Yeah, most of the time people don't. Because I mean, what do you do? You know, you can't make somebody take a bath. No, but at the same time, like you said about wearing shorts to a prom, there are standards there are standards. There are it's modicum. It's there. So what do you I, do? Well, sorry. I think I mean I don't know, but they're they're rules, you know. And it's and it's just you got to follow some rules. But I also think that I think that this could have been handled way differently. Probably. And that and that's you know that's the crazy thing. It's like. 
I feel like I feel like as a pilot, it is not your place. Well, because isn't it though? Isn't it though? Because you 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 are responsible for everybody else, including yourself and your well-being. Well, then you shouldn't have let them sit down. If you felt that strongly about it, then they should have never made it in a seat. But that's not up to him because they have to get to the seat first. So he they passed like two or three different people to get in. Yeah, but he was the one. The pilot was the one that said something. Exactly. But the pilot, unless they're in first class, they're in the back. Well, so it shouldn't have bothered him. Well, depending and if on you're in first class, I mean, well, I'm saying depending on the plane, first class and the in the front of the the the, uh, the aircraft are almost the same. And I can peek into the pilot's cab. I mean, uh, the pilot's cabin just like peeking in if I'm on the right plane, which is like a smaller plane, a smaller jet. And then here's the other thing. Okay. Close your door. But see, that's not the point. He could do that. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but is that really the point, though? Is that really the point, though? I mean, I see what you're saying. But and all and that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying to you, it's not it's not just outrage on one side. It can be both sides. I just don't understand how you can. I mean, unless it's just like you got to be able to prove that, man. And, and I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand how they were able to prove that unless it was like that. But the fact that he the, the thing that killed me was he said. I know you're an Orthodox Jew and I know y'all don't take baths. It's like, dude, you know, I mean, that's just like, I know you're black and I know you smoke crack. Wrong. They're not the same. I know. I just and I, see but you're I'm lighting saying, a fire, man. You lighting a fire. You, man. But I'm saying he can't use that. He can use that because that is that, absolutely true. But you can't you you can't use that knowledge of another race or another um, religious background to kick somebody off the plate. No, he did not. He just cited what he was smelling. And so for him, it was just like, I know y'all only take baths once a week. But he doesn't necessarily know that. He assumed that. If we're, if we're splitting, if they're orthodox and they're for real, he doesn't, he, he can, he can presume that, but I do understand what you mean. But I, what I'm telling you is, if I would say and tell if, somebody they didn't take a bath today. Like you know, that ain't what he said. That ain't what he said. That ain't what he said. They said he said, he's Orthodox Jews take baths once a week. Is what he said. And basically, he smelled because he hadn't taken a bath today. Dude, that's I, what. That's I, basically I, what he said. If I'm bad enough, I can smell after I take a shower. So you can presume that. All I'm saying is, I just think that's a very slippery slope. Well, you're whole, dealing with yeah, I'm like so that. glad you said that because anytime we throw articles up like this and we choose a side, it's all a slippery slope. Because the side I, I mean, the side I chose was to me, I feel like I feel like they already know is garbage. Because if you take somebody off a plane, last time I checked, they don't feed you and they don't feed you and put you up. And I totally agree with that, uh, undoubtedly. But the rest of this, I mean, in concept, both sides of this are a slippery slope. Like I told you about my situation. I'm like, wow. All of us are like, wow. But if there was another Egyptian in our class, he'd have been like, what y'all, what's wrong? Slippery slope. Yeah. I just think there are certain things where 
certain things you just gotta no slippery part. slope because see now you've become what you don't like i'm telling you all of this is a slippery slope without without hard fast rules everything's a slippery slope because at some point somebody's got to say dude you in america you ain't allowed to smell like that <laughs> or or do you in egypt you what in the world what are you doing so, so first thing is okay is it, is it in their rules say what? what now is it in their rules it well it might be in their bylaws i know it's, i know if you check with my place of employment it's absolutely there i understand that and so but, i'm not i mean I what i'm saying is what i'm saying is if it was as bad as this pilot is saying, mm-hmm. they would have smelled him when he signed in. So you don't take care of it then before they even go down well, the That's court. what I'm telling you. You have the ticket agent that's at the front, and you have their partner, which checks you in going through the tunnel to the yeah. plane. And then you have the the um, the the airline attendants that you know welcome you to the plane. That's the only time. That's when the pilot's going to smell it, not before then. But I'm saying... They made it through all these people. Right. And nobody said anything. But see, this is where you come in. And you're absolutely right when you said this. It's like, man, if you just said that, it'd be cold-blooded. Most people won't tell you that you funky. They won't tell you that. They'll be like, oh, my God, move me away or whatever it is. But they won't be like, dude, you want some deodorant or whatever? My, I mean, most people won't be like my wife last night. My breath was a little, you know, dragon breath a little bit. I didn't know. She gave me some gum. Okay. Most, if she was a stranger, she may not have done that. Chances are she would have let me run around just like burning folk up. Because that's how it goes. What you said had credence. That is cold-blooded. Well, don't you think everybody else feels that way too? So if that's the case, do you really think somebody's going to really say something for real? No. Not gonna happen. So basically the question is one, is this is this um you know I guess what's what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, is this um discrimination? Based on the emotional weight. Yes. But if I were litigating, I'd be like, can you prove it? Which you can't. Can you prove it with respect to, or can you prove it in a relative sense? Maybe. Because like I said, in my situation, if there's one Egyptian in that class going, I don't smell nothing. Then this, this conversation's over and it goes back to the emotional weight which no one wants to be a bad guy. Nobody. Even though you are struggling to not experience what you are experiencing because of the emotional weight of everything, it doesn't matter. You wrong. You're a racist. You are this, you are that. And I'm telling you, that's what everybody on that plane was thinking. So basically what it is now is we, we need to figure out Find out, rather. I think it's more of a find out than a figure out. Mm-hmm. The agent who arrested him, right? You know, but they're going to save his stuff for for the uh, the testimony in court. You're not yeah, going to find that. But out. I guess, but I guess the question is, you know, because you you get taken off for something like that, they got to do their own report. Yeah. So, 
you know, if, you know, they have to prove that it was discrimination and the other group doesn't necessarily have to prove anything, but they got to prove that they weren't, they weren't discriminated. You know what I'm saying? I do, but it's, I mean, but the burden of truth is on the wrong side. It's always going to be that way. Because, I mean, like I said, it's just not like one of those cases where you shot somebody in the face and you're going to jail. It's not like that. And, and I'm telling you, the um, the air of, of like, dis- discrimination, well, discrimination gives you that to begin with, but that air of racism in there or, okay. or just, like, not being cool with certain ethnic groups, it's too heavy. This and, is, I think, and, like, and I think that could be their downfall. Who's downfall? American Airlines. Oh, absolutely. They're going to lose this. The only thing they can do to get out of this, and it, not even unscathed, but you know, in a way in which they can just let it, let it, you know, be, let bygones be bygones, is to give these people whatever they want on the QT and keep it moving. Yeah, because like, it like be you got, said, it shouldn't even gotten this far. Yeah, because it's like, like you said, it's like how in the world are you going to. Give somebody, you know, you you're gonna comp these people a room, tickets, all that. If you when you if just you put them out of your plane, home. you just put these people out of your plane, and then you're gonna give them like four or five, six hundred dollars worth of comps for real. No, yeah, you, you knew yeah, you was wrong. You know what's up. Exactly. Even if you weren't wrong, even if these people were super offensive, which there is a thing, so get over it. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the audience listening to this. They're feeling butt hurt right now. Get yeah. over it because you ain't allowed to just run around funky. For real, you're not. It's not cool in so many ways, but you're going to give these people that kind of juice when they were wrong. I feel like they gave them that. So they would be quiet and they were just like, no, no, we're not going to be quiet. No, because see, now we live in an age where if you don't like my sneakers, I'm going to sue you or I'm going to, I'm going to make you an example. Yeah. So yeah, this is American Airlines' only hope at this point, because it was hand, like you said, it was handled poorly. Um, is to pay these people, I don't know, half a million, million, whatever it is, to pay these people this money, and keep it moving, because unless you have it written out, and see, even that comes into question because people want to feel butthurt about that too. How you gonna say I can't smell? I can stink if I want to. Come on, you know how we are, and when I say we, I mean human beings. Yeah, we don't like to be told what to do, no matter what it is. Hey, don't True. smoke; it's going to give you lung cancer. You can't tell me I can't smoke. I'm gonna smoke all I want to. Okay, fine. And then mad because you can't afford the insurance for lung cancer. Really? Come on, y'all. Again, both sides handle this poorly because I'm sitting here going, "Okay, all this trauma happened to you, and then a year later, yeah. for real, a year later, that you we, can't we, tell me that if you were really heated." That you couldn't find somebody to take something this juicy as a back end payment or pro bono. Man, it would have been the next day, yo. Exactly. So, in my opinion, no one handled this very well, but American is going to get run over the coals. But I will say this going forward, they will make sure that that a hygiene clause is put in the uh, consumer contract. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you. Because, like I said before, when you're in close quarters and planes are hot anyway before they before they start taxing the runway and they're they're in uh you know they're in the air, oh yeah, it gets stale, and it's like that's bad enough. And then you you stinking you you not smelling real good to begin with, no. And, and I'm not talking about 
Say what now? Scared to, to fart on a plane. Man. Well, you know what? You need to get your act together. Don't get that McDonald's. Because you know they got McDonald's all up in the in the airport. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. That stuff's expensive. Well, that's good because you don't need to be eating like that. Messing for yeah. man, I'm telling you, man, bad odor, bad kids. No, not cool <laughs> on a plane. Not cool on a plane. So again, but again, if it's if it's a kid that's just killing you, what can you say besides nothing? Yeah. So I'm just saying, but it don't make both sides right. It just makes it where you have to just shut your hole and keep it moving. Yeah. Because no one, no one wants to be wrong. People love to be right. People love to be outraged. So I don't hey, know. Hey, move on. Hey, we move on. All right. That's the way I say it at this point. You, you have to. You have to. Maybe the pilot get fired. Probably not. Maybe, maybe not. We'll never know. I mean, if you they might, handle it right, we'll yeah, never know. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because this this is a PR nightmare. It, it, they need they need to shut this down yesterday. Exactly. exactly. Like how much you want, man? Right, you gotta get out. Exactly. Try, sign yourself a um a non a non uh, what is it? An NDA. <laughs> NDA man. Agreement. Yeah, yeah. Truth. Truth. You need to Weinstein Weinstein those people. Yeah, that doesn't last. Down. That doesn't last. You need to do it right. Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about one thing, but I think we're going to hold that to next week. Your boy just started keto. This is day seven. Life is okay right now, but tomorrow's my first weigh-in. So next week we'll talk about keto. We'll talk about some other stuff. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I want to be on for that one because I have some stuff to say about the keto. Very proud of you for doing that too, by the way. And you have free help. I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to put her out there like that for free. But our cousin Sabrina. Who? Gets it done. Sabrina. Who? Charles's wife, man. Oh. What? You didn't know she was like keto queen? I did not. Man, she made a cover on a magazine, man. Shut I mean, up. Not the cover, but the inside. The inside. She had an article in there. Yeah. What? Man. I didn't know that. Dude. Man, I might have to reach out. Yes. You do. I, don't I did know, not I don't know, know if that. You look, are you friends with her on Facebook? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, messenger. She, I will. I did dude, not know that. I thought because I thought you were kidding. I was like, how do you not know this? But yes, yeah. Sabrina is off the chain with that. She, yeah, she can help you if you ever get stuck or you ever want to know what you can do to spice up this or that or the other, or just somebody you can talk to. Yes, you need to hook up with her. Yeah, it might be. I might. It might won't be tomorrow. I got stuff going on tomorrow. But definitely, yeah, I'm gonna have to reach out because I did not know that she was in it like that. Yes. Has been for I know it feels like as long as I've been married. So it's like last at least four at least three years, at least that. Wow. And you she she just posted a before and after picture just today on IG. Yes. Oh. Yes, you need speaking to speaking of which, speaking of which, yeah, man. If people want to get at me, N-O-O-G-M-A-N-2-5, Twitter, IG. Yes. Nogman25 on Twitter, Instagram. I'm about to reactivate that joint because I really haven't touched it in five light years. But, you know, I'm going to do that. So, yeah, that's dope. Okay. 
Well, they also need to know about all the other places they can reach the show and they can reach you personally and or both. So here we go. The five minute warning can now be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. Share, like, subscribe. You can send any questions or comments to FIVE Minute Warning 19 at gmail.com. So, got all that out of the way. Y'all know where to go. Yeah. These shows, yeah. Listen to these shows. What is this episode? Is it 16 or 15? 15. 15. Yeah. Four months is next. Oh, God. It's next show. Four months. That's impressive, sir. That is impressive. I mean, it is definitely something. Yes, it is. Yes, I'm just, you no, know, but real talk, because everybody listens, man, that's that's what it is. If it weren't for everybody listening, man. It wouldn't be a show. I, I mean, it definitely wouldn't be a show. So definitely, you know, reach out in what form or fashion that you choose to. Thank you for listening. AG, thank you for, for being here on the ones and twos and my technical advisor. Love it. Wouldn't have it any other way. You know, and thank your wife for all the uh, stuff she's done for the show as well. I can't wait to get her on. We I talked can't. about we talked about that last night on the way to church, and I was telling her, I said, we're going to get you a microphone when we get the right thing. And I'm telling you, when we start with this whole political thing, she's, on, she's all over it. Because yeah. she, feels, she, <laughs> she feels some type of way. <laughs> so, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. She is going to be all stuff. over it. So, yes, I appreciate you 